Hey guys, we are pleased to say that we are associated with the Sophie Lancaster Foundation charity. And now, a message from one of our supporters. Hey guys, my name is Baz Black. Uh, I first would have heard a Sophie story through the pages of Kerrang! magazine. Being a drummer and a musician, I grew up reading that. Um, I've always felt different and gone against the grain and obviously being heavily tattooed and pierced. Um, I have faced a lot of discrimination through the years, both verbal and physical. These days I try and turn my negatives into a positive through motivational speaking and make people feel like it's okay to be different, which it is. Um, so I'm in full support of anything you do to bring these issues to light. Um, I was on the Chronicles podcast with the guys speaking about these very things. So they're brilliant guys to get behind it and I'm in full support of it. So thanks a million. To learn more about this wonderful charity, head on over to www.sophielancasterfoundation.com. Hello, Ronnie, and welcome to the Chronicles of Podcast. Today, we're speaking to a woman who is a radio presenter, a YouTuber, a journalist, and who knows every goddamn person on this planet. These are the Chronicles of Kylie Austin. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the unlucky for some 13th episode oh, edition of the Chronicles of Podcast. And these are the Chronicles of Kylie Olsen. It is I, the bearded Brummy Jamie, and joining me with joining with me as always. Oh my god, how I'm just fueling his fire this week is this man. You know, it's funny because you were like, it's unlucky for some, and then you fucked up twice. <laughs> It's unlucky for me. Yeah, I think it's you, mate. I don't think it's anyone else. Everyone, you know, <laughs> welcome to the 13th. Something or other. It's a it's a thing. Uh, and the man, no, not the, the this man, no, this guy, this, this person, person here, the Scotsman Tom. Hi, guys. How's it going? Um, yeah, they were literally just like, it's unlucky for some. And I've now forgotten every single word of the English <laughs> language. <laughs> Shit. Fuck. What do I say? Um, words, things, and stuff. I was like, but, should I stop and re-record? And I was like, nah, to be fair, I've been nailing these intros the past few times. I'll actually give him something this week. I appreciate that. Um, but I just had a thought in my head. Do you ever like seeing songs where you use the first line of the chorus and then use the first line of the chorus for every line? Wait, what? What do you mean? So, like, um, I, I now find every single song that ever exists. Oh, so, for example, Bewitched. Let's use Bewitched. Cell that That's the first thing that's coming to my head. So you go, say you will, 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 say you will. I go, yeah, I go. I just do stupid shit. I do that all the time. Everyone at work's just like, are you all right? You're like, no. I just think it's funny. Have you met me? I'm clearly not okay. Yeah. It's like, hi, I'm Tom. Nice to meet you. Say you will, say you won't, say you'll do what I don't. I like doing that as well. Doing it as like a conversation. So like Guns N' Roses, Sweet Child of Mine came on. I went, whoa, whoa, whoa. Sweet Child of Mine. <laughs> <laughs> like I was angry. <laughs> I'm wondering how many people you've just ruined that song for now. <laughs> sorry, guys. I'm, I'm not sorry. I just think it's funny. Just to, yeah. I, I just like doing stupid shit like that. Because I just, it really, like, uh, feed, not feeds the ego, uh, tickles the pickle. 
Hey, there it is. It's been a while since I've switched it. <laughs> so yeah, how are you, man? I am very well. I'm quite sleepy, but nonetheless, we have just come off a fantastic interview. So I'm I'm riding high, as they say, right now. What's new, Jamie? What's, What's new? new? Well, yeah, that is very true. So, not not to tickle our own pickles, but our interviews are pretty fantastic. So. Not to suck our own dicks, but yeah, we you know we tend to uh, have a good time. Yeah, you know, yeah. so the method obviously works. But no, I'm good. I've I've just had two days off work, which was needed after doing five straight again. So yeah, I'm I'm flying high. Good. So that's why it's here. Flies How- and without the aid of medicinal. <laughs> no. <laughs> and how are you? I am fucking tired, and I also feel like absolute ass. So I've got that cold thing that everyone, at least I think it's this cold thing, that everyone had going around. You know where it's like it's beating the shit out of everyone because no one's had the flu for two years. Yeah, pretty much. And now all of a sudden it's back. The flu's like, what's this? Corona. Who the fuck's Corona? No, (laughs) I'll tell you what, it's flu. I'm the fucker that tends to hurt and make people ill. Not this bastard. Taking it too far by killing people, you fucker. Let me just give you a big runny nose, a really sore throat, and a bit chesty. How about that? A bit, just a bit chesty. Not going to cut off your breathing completely like Corona, the bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's remind you why you all loved me in the first place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm flu. I'm only, I'm only mild, you see. I'm only here just to make you, you know, make water or shit run out your face. You know, feel a bit like, oh, you know, so that you get a bit coffee. You get a bit coffee because it just like fill up chest. But then Corona comes over and goes, you know what? I'm going to lose your sense of taste and your fucking taste, sense of smell. I'm going to block up your airways and I'm going to fucking kill you. All right? And flu. <laughs> so I came back. I tell you what, I, was like, I spoke to Corona. I was like, you little fucker. No, you can fuck off now. It's my turn. Flu's back with a fucking vengeance. Who knew the flu was played by Paddy McGuinness? Is it Paddy McGuinness? Yeah. <laughs> The flu just coming in like, no sneezing. <laughs> no breathy, no larky. No no easy, no breezy. But I make you fucking, not, I'm not going to kill, I won't kill you though. Don't worry, I'm just gonna, I was, I want to live in you for a little bit just to grow myself and then I can just, you know, come back and then you can get like a little tickle. I'll give you a little tickle it off. Only a little tickly cough. I'll give you one of them. Unless you want dry cough. Do you want dry cough or tickly? What do you fancy? Do you want to go tickly? We'll go, no, we'll go chesty. I like chesty. That's my favourite. <laughs> That's my favourite place to live, you see. So I like to go, go chesty. Like, oh, okay. I'll, I'll let you know. And I'll get to put with your nose. It just fucking hurts every time you touch it. Because you want to blow it. But you blow it so much, it goes bright red. Then the skin falls off. And it's just like, you know. But Corona kills you. So you'd rather have flu. <laughs> Hands down, my favourite ever tangent you've ever gone on. That was and now I need to go present take me out. I'll be back later. <laughs> that oh. was stunning. Just beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. So, yeah, I feel a bit shitty. So if I sound shitty, I apologise. Um, you know, I'm trying not to sniff as much. So I don't, you don't want to hear me like <laughs> every single time I say a word. So I was going to um, say, I'm going to commend you because before we were doing any recording, you were sat there like every two minutes... <laughs> And then as soon as we did that interview, would not have known. That's a single yeah. sniff. I was impressed, sire. Oh, thank you, sir. I really appreciate it. There was one point where I thought I had to I thought I was gonna sneeze. And obviously, because every time I spoke or you spoke, his sound cut off. I don't know why. So I was like, oh shit. And I was like, scrub for meat really quickly. And then I, I managed to stop it, so it's absolutely fine. Um, but yeah, I'm just feel like a bit like ass, but like man ass, but I'm okay. Nice. Thank you for asking. You'll be okay. 
I really appreciate that. It's one of those things where I was like, oh, he's got man flu, have you? He got man. No, no, my throat is fine. My throat is fine. My chest is fine. It's just his fucking nose. It needs to calm its tits. Like just fucking crying its eyes out. Oh, there's too much mucus up here. Let's get rid of it out front. I met you just. I know that sneeze as well. I, do you know what I hate about sneezing? Is the sneezes when you're, when you're full of cold because you just sneeze shit everywhere. Yep. And when I had my mask on on the train, I was oh, like, oh, no. no. And I was on the train back and I just went, I'm, I'm, I've got to. I've got no choice. And it would like pinged off the mask and straight into my throat. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, thanks for that noise. I was a bit thirsty anyway. Thanks for that. Oh. <laughs> People can't see this, but Jamie is squirming like a little girl. Oh, that is wrong on so many levels. But it's like when you have that the the sick that comes up a little bit, but you have to swallow it back and or because oh. you can't spit it out. So you're like, well, it's gotta go one way. Oh. Now my, my least favorite thing about sneezing is just the fact that it feels like your body has just gone, I have no control over anything at all for the next <laughs> 0.2 seconds. <laughs> it's like you just get incapacitated for anything in life. It's great. Oh, it's horrible. Eh? I like I like sneezing sounds of sneezes as well. People that sneeze and they make hilarious noises. Always oh, makes me laugh. It's some people it's like, who are true? And then you got other people that it's like, ah. I'm like, what the fuck was that? I used to know someone would be like, like <laughs> what? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> you all right? Sneeze. <laughs> some pin just flinged out somewhere or some safety. Be like, what the hell was that? Is there a mouse in the house? <laughs> I reckon those people, the sort of people that don't lose control when they sneeze, though, they're like, I'm going to control this bitch. <laughs> Fuck you, yeah, mine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm one of them. I'm just like, I'm gonna sneeze, and I do that, like, uh, and then I just go. <laughs> the worst ones though are surprise sneezes where you don't feel it coming. You're just minding your business, and everything. The next thing you know, you go, "Put you!" Like, what the? Where the hell did that come from? Yeah, smacks kid to the road. He's blown <laughs> up. Like, yeah, we just killed a child. So that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I have Rihanna in a lot, as I said. I've been doing the old work, 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 work. But it's been really quiet at work, which is a good thing, I guess, really. Because well, yeah. work in a hospital, you know, it's a good thing. So I've actually watched quite a few films this week because I've just I been say, shit my I've phone. Never known, I've never known anyone to be so uh, in a hospital and be like, fuck, it's been so quiet. Like, what What the ass? What's going on? Why I, is I nobody what it like, is. It's just been, it's been so quiet. I've That's got, what you want. I know it's good. But at the same time, you sat there, you're so bored. You're like, come on, does no one need an x ray? Come on. There's <laughs> no one to just like break their leg or fucking <laughs> throw themselves in the river. Will you just tri- trip over and hurt yourself? So I've got something to do for five minutes, please. But no, I've, I've watched Halloween 4. I watched Halloween 5. I watched Amazing Spider Man 1 and 2. Those films are worse than I remember. Well, the second one is. Um, What else have I done? That's about it for watching was I finished Friends. It finally happened. Well done. What, do you want a biscuit? Finished. Yes, I do. <laughs> the one where Tom gave me a biscuit for finishing Friends. To be fair, the whole reason I wanted to watch them all was because I don't remember ever watching them all. I think I have watched them all, just not in sequence, because I think there's about two episodes I don't remember watching. So, oh well, I've done it now. I can say I've watched them all. Congratulations. I'm proud of you. No, you're not. Well done. I couldn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, other than that, yesterday I went to see the kids. And oh, nice. How was that? That was wonderful. We decided to take them to the cinema because uh, the wife took Olivia 
to the cinema a couple of weeks ago for one of those like child screenings. Okay. They do, and ever since she's been nagging to go again. So we took my other two, the two younger ones with us to go see Adam's Family 2, the uh, new Wait, cartoon version. Child screenings, what, what, what are they exactly? It's basically they show like an older film that's like now out on DVD and everything else, but they get the uh, cinema experience. It's like uh, three quid for a okay. ticket. That's amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. But yeah, we went to see Adam's Family 2, the new one, and it is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I laugh really? more at a film than I should have. Okay. But you haven't lived, it's no spoilers when I tell you this, you haven't lived until you see Cousin It grab a microphone, shove it into his beard, and raps as Snoop Dogg. Because Snoop Dogg does the voice for Cousin It. What? <laughs> Fair didn't expect it at all. I was like, that is brilliant. Fair enough. As yeah. you do. Yeah. It was, it, was, it was brilliant. But, but he's doing Just Eat commercials as well, so obviously yeah. rap career is obviously not taking the... I think I saw he's done a Christmas special with Martha Stewart as well. Really? I swear I saw that somewhere. It's just, it's just trying to find other avenues to get into now, isn't he? Pretty much, yeah. He's just like, how many people can I get to smoke weed and do different things? He's playing the Super Bowl halftime show this year, which I'm really looking forward to. Before, I, I want to watch that Super Bowl half show time show, I don't and I know I've nothing ever, about it. Have I mentioned it on the show? I don't think I have. You haven't, it's no. But... Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Eminem, Mary J. Bilge, and Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> Mary J. Bilge. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's Blige. I'm just being a dick. Um, but that's going to be fucking Eminem, Dre, and Doc, Snoop Dogg. It's going to be fucking phenomenal. I don't really know Kendrick Lamar at all. I know the name. No, I don't do know I. anything by him. But... No. I just want to hear the next episode. Still a yes. and forgot about Dre. That's all I want. Just play there. We'll be happy. Yeah. And uh, Guilty Conscience as well. I don't think they'll be able to get away with that one, but it would be nice. Hi, what, have you, what have you been up to? Um, okay. So where to start? Um, at the beginning. Uh, I've been doing a lot of reading. Yeah, you do it every time. You do it every time. <laughs> it's just, anyway. Um, a lot of Rihanna ring. Um, I just did a six day stint and it, absolutely killed me um oh. it's just one of those like i love my job uh, but fucking hell yeah <laughs> when it gets like day four or five you're like i just need a day off i don't know how people do your regular jobs off nine to fives do it because i suppose you get into a routine though don't you yeah um, i suppose but yeah i, I so i've rihanna'd um the other half obviously had her birthday on friday she did, um, which was absolutely wonderful. Had a really nice day out. Um, well, I saw her in the morning, and then I saw her like very briefly. And then I saw her in the afternoon, the evening, um, and it was one of those moments where I was just like, "Oh, I'm so pleased that we're I've met her and we're together." Because uh, we went to go for dinner. I was going to take her for dinner, and uh, I was like, "Oh, we're just going for dinner for your birthday." And she went, "Oh, you know what?" I don't really fancy going for dinner. Can we go to the cinema instead? Oh yeah, absolutely, of course. And it's like because uh, it's, it's your it's your day. So what would you like to go and see? Can we go see Venom too? Yes, we absolutely fucking can go see Venom too. Right before we go though, can we just go find a room shop? <laughs> <laughs> What's that? that did you appear to have struck gold, sir. You appear yeah, to have struck gold. I was gold. like, yeah. What? I was like, yeah. And where have you been in my life? <laughs> um. So, yeah, that was phenomenal. Uh, highly recommend it. Very fucking funny. Really good. Better than the first one. Um, and uh, after credit scene is essential. I've, I've heard very mixed reviews on this one, so I'm, I've I not like got around to watching it yet. And the after credit scene, I was like, oh. So, yeah, 
you need to see it. Um, because on Friday, Thursday night, we watched Venom One because I'd never seen it. Really? So I went to um, we had like a birthday Mexican at her, at her mum's, and um, Tom was happy. He got he got Mexican food. Tom was happy. Do you know, I got enchiladas as well. Oh, my favorite, my absolute favorite. Um, did we interview last week? We didn't interview last week, did we? We've had the week. We've had a week free. Yeah, I was just thinking. Um, but yeah, that played back for blood. Played back for blood with Ben on Wednesday, and I played it on Friday night with Paul and Nick. That was really good fun. Um, still on Act One. Played so many levels. I'm still on Act One. I love it. Fucking beautiful. Um, uh, I think that's about it, really. I'm just trying to think. I've sesh with Braid, of course. Um, and other than that, man, I've not really watched a whole lot of a lot. I don't think I've watched anything other than Venom 1 and 2. Off the top of my head, no. Yeah. I have watched anything else. So it's been a very... I've just been working a lot, so I think that's... Uh, oh, I've just been to Cheltenham. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I went to another oh, city completely. I went, oh, yeah, I've been to Cheltenham. It was um, Martin's... It's Martin's birthday today, this Sunday. He's 30 today. Happy birthday, Martin. Um, nice. and it's Paul's birthday as well. Happy birthday, Paul. Uh, two big shout outs, two big shout outs this week. So, yeah, um, Vicky, Martin's of the Half, planned a massive surprise 30th birthday party last month. And um, so I booked I booked the Friday off for Caris's birthday and the weekend off for Martin's. So, we're walking back from the cinema on Friday night, and Martin texted me and he went, Not coming to chat with my birthday then. And I was like, Shit. <laughs> So I texted Vicky immediately. It was like, okay, he's messaged me. What do I say? She goes, I don't know. Just say you're working or something. I was like, genius. As long as we're on the same level and we have the same story, we're all good. Yeah, so yeah. I, was like, I was like, fuck, is it this weekend? Shit, I forgot. I'm so sorry. I'll make it up to you. I'll make it up to you. He put, it's cool. It's all he wrote. I was like, fuck's sake. He's so <laughs> livid. <laughs> because he came always Cardiff for mine. And I was of just, course, yeah. yeah. I felt so bad. I felt so bad. Um, and I was like, he's going to be livid. And then when I got there last night, Ollie put to inside, he was like, do you know how angry he was? So <laughs> you weren't coming. <laughs> so many people were like, he was fucking pissed off. So That's I, amazing. So when I got to surprise him, when I actually got there, luckily he heads back to me. So I walked in and stood right behind him and he turned around and cried his eyes out. Oh. Bless his little face. Um he was like, I'm so happy. I thought you weren't coming. I was like, I was always coming. I just, I had to lie to you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't mean it, Martin, I swear. Um, so yeah, we had a great night. Uh, we were at the Frog Massive Party till about one in the morning and then we went to the Pigs. Um, so yeah, it's, it's nice to come back every now and again, but you know, I'm happy I left. If I, if from, a personal, from a personal point of view, I'm happy I don't live there anymore. Um there's there was nothing for me anymore. I, I still love my friends. I still love everybody there. You know, when I always come back and see them, no problem. But um, moving here was the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, so yeah, and I went to Gloucester Newcastle as well on the Saturday to watch the rugby. Uh, great game. Gloucester won. They smashed it. It was brilliant. Um, got a got a fist bump of Chris Harris. This is Scotland centre. So I was like, oh my god. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got to high five Johnny May, so I fist bumped Johnny May, and I've high fived him as well. So yeah, amazing. It was a great, it was a great, uh, great game. So yeah, man, that's that's. And then we've just interviewed today, um, and I'll be honest with you, I'm so fucking tired, I can't wait to sleep. Oh, and I got to see, <laughs> Hel- I got to see Helen and Jasper as well, which is really nice. I got to hang out with them for a bit. So yeah, I made you haven't fallen asleep during all this, to be honest. 
I, do you know what? So am I. But I know as soon as I go and lie down to watch the, <laughs> to watch the, end, the rest of the NFL, gone. Yeah, pretty much. You know, oh, NFL I, time. And you're not even going to finish the word NFL. Like, I just killed someone. Sorry, I just killed someone with my click. I'm so sorry. Oh, don't click. Bono warned us what happens when you click. Do you remember that advert? <laughs> yeah. Every time you every time you click, yeah. A child dies. Yeah. Stop fucking clicking then. <laughs> or if John Oliver, George Clooney appears. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, we are caught up. So before we learn a thing or two, should we hear off uh, one of our sponsors? Yes, please. Hey, Jamie, do you like being cosy? I do. And do you like staying cosy? I like that even more. Then just head over to www.staycosyclothing.com where you can find hoodies, tees, sweaters, and much, much more. With a new fall line out now. And just enter The Chronicles as one word at checkout to receive 10% off your order. And make sure you follow them on the Instagram at Stay Cozy Clothing to keep up to date with all the new designs. Remember, guys, that's The Chronicles as one word at checkout to receive 10% off your order. And now back to this week's episode. Hey, guys, it's Jasper from the Heads Up Rock Show. You're listening to Tom and Jamie presenting the Chronicles of Podcast. Join in. Hey, Jamie. Hello. It's time for Callum's teachings. Yeah, it is. Uh, is this guy coming to talk to the world with his infinite knowledge again? Uh, you mean previous, is Callum coming to treat us all? Yeah. You're damn right he is, previous. Welcome to Callum's teachings. Okay, Callum. Well, I'll be honest with you guys, boys and girls, right now, right? You're in for a treat. For the first time, there are four treachings this week. Oh, yeah. There are four. He's spoiling all of you, you lucky devils. So, Jamie, what is Callum treaching us this week? If the Queen sold a pair of shoes that she'd worn, like the price of the shoes would go up in value. If just an average man wore a pair of shoes and sold them, the price of the, the value of the shoes would go down. At some point, in between the queen and a random guy, there's like an equilibrium where it's probably some sort of minor celebrity, but the value of the shoes stays the same the whole way through. My question to you guys is, who would that celebrity be? Oh. Okay. I see what I, I just want to wonder what the fuck he was getting out of that then, but <laughs> I see what he's saying. Oh. So if the queen wore shoes, they would go up in value. But if a random person wore shoes, just, just, a, just a, go to a would, fucking second-hand store. Yeah. So if a celebrity wore shoes, they would stay at the same price. And what minor celebrity would wear them and stay at the same price? Ooh. Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, I don't know. Saying that, the things she designs, they sell for stupid amounts of money. So I don't know. Mind you, she probably makes, probably makes shoes out of her fucking vagina, wouldn't she? So precisely, yeah. Here's the, the laces are made of my pubic hair or some oh, shit. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, minus, minus celebrity. 
the fact that she's sold out those candles is insane. But anyway, yeah. yeah. It's got to be someone like a soap actress sort of level, I'm thinking. Or reality TV star. Or reality TV, like a... Oh, I was going to say Jade Goody then, but maybe not anymore. Um, but someone on that level, you know what I mean? It was the first reality star that came to my head. Dude. <laughs> I didn't mean her personally. Darius. I just... <laughs> yes. I'm Karen Blad, or whatever the fuck that song is. <laughs> I just meant someone that's been on like Big Brother or something like that. Yeah, some crazy twat. Yeah, yeah some much. random. There you go, some random really? person. Kinda, I know. I can think of. <laughs> Who was that woman that went on Celebrity Big Brother and dated Fingy from the Ordinary Boys? Oh, Chantel. Uh, that's my answer. <laughs> Do you remember Preston from the? Is it Preston? The Ordinary Boys when he walked yes. up and ran the buscocks because Sam yes. still kept. Yeah, that was fucking brilliant. ripping into him. Kept reading out of her out of her autobiography. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's amazing, Jamie. What else is Callum treating us? Why don't we use refrigerator light bulbs for like all of our lights because they seem to stay on forever? <laughs> I don't know what I liked more of that the point of it or the way he said forever. That was great. <laughs> Forever. Yeah, I don't know how shit that would be if, if you use refrigerator lights for everything. You, you'd be asleep like, I need to sleep! <laughs> because it's been completely light all the time. Yeah, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh. Got a point though. Have ever changed a bulb in a fridge? Why don't freezers have lights? That's a good point. Why don't would freezers it, have lights? Whether it's, it's ice over. Yeah, maybe. But has anyone ever needed to change the light bulb in a fridge? I nope. never have. Nope. I know you can buy them because when I used to work in Morrison's, I remember seeing them for sale. But I've never ever changed one. I don't ever remember selling one. I didn't know you could do that. I thought it's like a specialist fridge engineer. There's there's the question for this week. Has anyone ever had to change the light bulb in their fridge? Yeah, please tell us. Please let us know. Jamie, we'll keep going. We'll keep what going. else is Callum treating us this week? There's no better biodegradable piece of cutlery than a tortilla chip. <laughs> He's not even teaching us with this one. He's just straight facting us. That is phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Oh, my God. I, yeah. I do love a tortilla chip, though. I do love a tortilla chip. I Na- do love oh. dunking. Oh, my. Are you a oh. double dunker? Do you go? Do you double dunk or are you just a one dunker? Oh, double dunk. Well, yeah. depend, it depends how deep I dunk. Because sometimes I might be cheeky and get the whole chip in my mouth in one go. People get pissed off by that, don't they? Why? People get really. I don't know. Because double dunk, apparently, you shouldn't double dunk because it's. I don't fucking know. I think it's if you double, if you double dunk, bite and then dunk again. With the same one, I think it's a case of dunk and eat. Not. Well, I suppose if you're sharing with people you don't know, there is going to be like bits of saliva on the end of the one. I yeah. kind of get that. But if it's in your house with your partner or whatever, double dunk to your fucking yeah, heart's extent, mate. Share a bit of the fluid, so you might precisely. Well. <laughs> but that is so spot on and so true. Um, I love that. I now really want tortillas and dip. And I now really want to refer to tortilla chips as biodegradable cutlery for the rest of my life. 
I really love salt and vinegar <laughs> kettle chips in sour cream and chive Doritos dip. Ooh. Do you know oh, what I like doing? Thai sweet chili walker sensations in mayonnaise. Really? Yeah. I love doing that. Ah. It's the cool on the hot. It's, it's good. It's good shit. It might be a tense t- sensation. That might be yeah, a sensation. Yeah. Garlic and bread. <laughs> um, <laughs> Fucking out of reference. <laughs> and finally, what else is Callum Trinchingers? This week. Here's a bonus one for your faces. Maroon is the equivalent of navy blue for red. (laughs) That is... (laughs) You you get those treachings that just really amuse you, but you don't really know why it's amused you so much. That is a prime example. That's (laughs) fucking brilliant. what navy blue is to red that's fucking brilliant oh Callum you know sometimes I sit here and I think <laughs> we don't deserve you we don't you know what I mean I just sit here and I go even as a friend like I just don't deserve you I just oh <laughs> do you know what I mean you got me I love that <laughs> Jamie hello it's time for Tom's journal yeah it is and welcome to another edition of Tom's Journal. Welcome to another edition. I am excited. Oh, we love it when Tom's excited by his journals. We do. Uh, it was. It's funny because I was like, fuck, there's not a lot in there. And now there's quite a fair bit. So, <laughs> the three most we love. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm starting off strong. <laughs> so, Someone made a smoothie and put it on Twitter, right? As the, smoothie, you the smoothie is called papaya, peach, pineapple, banana, spring, wa- spring water, maca powder, and raw honey post-workout smoothie. And somebody replies <laughs> with obtuse rubber goose, green moose, guava juice, giant snake, birthday cake, large fries, chocolate shake. <laughs> amazing oh what's that from i know that i don't know but because someone put all the ingredients in the smoothie <laughs> so he just put random shit <laughs> that's amazing. that's from a cartoon i know that oh is it it's really good I saw it's, fa- it's fairly odd parents that's what from this really fucking made me laugh i thought it was that's... absolutely amazing <laughs> and i had a thought as well jay a lot of stuff to go in a smoothie hmm. That is too fair. Um, so, do you remember back in the olden days where, like, Napoleon or Christopher Columbus or Francis Drake would always explore the world? Hmm. Why does no one do that anymore? I suppose because it's all been explored. But has it? That is true. Has but it? has it though? Has but it? Has it actually? Do you what know if there are parts of the world that still haven't been? Explored? There's got to be. There's got to be places that no one's gone to yet. And obviously oh, now with methods of travel now, because I've ever new ships, but now you can get there faster. You can fly. You fly over it and parachute out into that motherfucker. Yeah. I'd be intrigued. Oh, I want to find an explorer now. I just thought, why does no one explore anymore? Like, just, just intrigued. Like, even just in the country. I don't know. There probably is. They've probably got different names now. <laughs> probably. Just a thought I had. I like that. 
I want to hunt um, down and explore in it. This has really made me laugh because I'm such a child. But in Primark, you can get creamy cleanser and cleanser milk. <laughs> yeah, we half, are children. We are children. My other half of looks at me, she's like, grow the fuck up. <laughs> she didn't want to buy it anymore because I kept making it references to jizz. <laughs> I was like, I'll give you some of my cleanser milk. I'll to buy it. You need some creamy cleanser, do you love? I got some oh. for you. Ooh. But then I saw this guy <laughs> in there, this follows onto the next part of the journal, that had his birth year tattooed on him. Why do people do that? Did you forget? Like, he had 1996 across the back of his neck. I was like, all right, is this a good year for you? Or like, did something happen? It just, it's just so some, weird. Is there meaning behind that? Or is it just. Oh, I can't remember what year I got bored, so I fucking tattooed it on me. <laughs> so weird. Oh, this one we think as well. So when people carry a four-pack of beer or cider or whatever to mm. a party, I always feel like it's such an awkward... It's almost like they didn't know what to take to a party, so it's got a four-pack and it's like an awkward, like, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a guy carrying it, had it under the bottom of two of the cans. He was carrying it like diagonally and walking. Like it's yeah, it's just I can imagine that like I brought you some strongbow. <laughs> or they're the guys that bring their own drink, they ain't sharing nothing, and that they ain't having well. any of yours. Yeah. This is my strongbow. I'm having four drinks and then I'm going the fuck home. <laughs> That's definitely what happened. Have you ever thought about this? Have you ever thought about how Bowling for Soup released 1985 in 2004? So they did a version today. It would be called 2002, and now I'm going to go and be sick. Shit. Mental, isn't it? That's horrifying. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it is. Oh, my God, really? Yeah. Count 2004, 1985. Fuck, we're getting old. I know. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that one little bit. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just like, sorry, what? Oh, no, 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 I don't like that. <laughs> The journal keeps going. Do you know if you go onto like streaming websites or websites where we download like movies or whatever and you get them really horrific, like fake profile things like meet singles in your area and they're always like pictures of like women with massive tits and stuff and like like model-esque attractive. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So one, this came up on uh, Instagram. One was, uh, it said, let's meet tonight. Hey, I am from hashtag user city. Want to meet? <laughs> So the replies are amazing. <laughs> Hell yeah. I never get to meet any hot chicks in hashtag user city. It's a total backwater. And so I'll put, take me down to the hashtag user city where the grass is hashtag color and the girls are hashtag user preference. <laughs> hashtag user preference. <laughs> I like that. Oh, I thought you'd enjoy that. Why is it, Jamie, that whenever you're absolutely starving, you always want to eat a horse? Why is it never a hippo or an elephant? They're fucking huge. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm going to eat a horse. Really? Well, a hippo is fucking bigger, or an elephant's even bigger than that. I've, n- I've never understood that expression. I'm so hungry I could eat a horse. Where is that? Mind you, you probably have eaten a horse. Probably, if you've ever brought yeah. a lasagna, frozen lasagna from Tesco back in, about 10 years ago. <laughs> 
because I remember I was out with Claire years ago when I was a vegetarian and I said that she was like, you can't eat a horse. Whoa, 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 whoa. You were a vegetarian? Yeah, you know this. I do, but I wanna, I'm doing it for show. I was going to say. For laugh. Yes, what? I was a vegetarian for like seven years or that. The fucking ass. <laughs> I do remember. Because I remember you used to get the piss taken out of you quite a lot. I'm so sorry Oh, yeah, about that. all the time. And then Damo ruined my potatoes. Bastard. What? Basically, we were having a WrestleMania party. And we were having a big Sunday roast. His partner at the time, Katie, put, cooked this massive Sunday roast for everyone. And she, and she was like, there's an extra bowl of potatoes here for Jamie because he didn't put the goose fat and whatever whatever fat on it. And he just poured it all over the lot. So I had this, I had this Sunday dinner with no potatoes. It wasn't that. No! Sabotage my potatoes, and bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but no, anyway, as you were saying, I was out with Claire one day years ago and I was vegetarian. I was saying, I was like, I'm so hungry I could eat a horse. She was like, can't eat a horse. I was like, so it, it gave birth to the expression, I'm so hungry I could eat a tofu horse, which we still reference to this day. A tofu horse? Yeah. <laughs> Horses aren't made of tofu. They were from mine. They're made of meat and intestines and organs and, and shit and skin. <laughs> all right? So intestines and organs and shit. Why don't you grow up, Jamie? Because I said it's a tofu horse, all right? Well, there could be. There's like tofu <laughs> sausages and tofu everything fucking else. Yeah, everything's fake these days. Jamie, are you even enjoying autumn if you're not kicking massive piles of leaves? Oh, you've got to kick a big pile of leaves. I was you've got to. I was walking to the train station earlier, watching this boyfriend and girlfriend just kicking loads of leaves at each other and laughing their heads off, and it really brought some warmth to my heart. I love things like that. I saw someone the other day doing it, but instead of kicking him, he was dragging his foot, just amassing this giant pile of leaves in front of I him as he was that. walking. Yeah, I was like, oh, I did that as well. autumn memories. Autumn, such good fun. Um, so in Manchester, someone's trying to sell some dogs, right? As you do, but they should really check their spelling. Oh, God. <laughs> Where the fuck is this going? So in Manchester, they're selling a shit Sue. So Sue is really shit. All right. Pups. So shit Sue. Pups. Full. Bread. As in loaf of bread. So you can't get a tofu horse, but you can get a loaf of bread shit Sue, apparently. Yeah. So Sue is shit selling pups <laughs> with a full loaf of bread. That's why she's shit at selling the pups, because they're made of bread. They're not real yeah. dogs. Fuck's sake, Sue. Sort your get shit it. Out. Sort your life out, Sue. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, two more. This just really made me fucking laugh how stupid people can be. The Scottish comedy show Still Game... Oh, yeah, has gained a fuck ton of new fans as Squid Game viewers watch that Netflix show by accident. <laughs> <laughs> How stupid can you be? It's a bit oh, this... weird when you're watching two old guys in Scotland and everyone's like, well, where's the games? <laughs> Why are they Scottish and not Korean? The, fit, the, the thing that everyone knows about the show is it's <laughs> Korean. I think that's absolutely amazing myself. <laughs> I could understand why they'd have to decide between subtitles and or not and dubbing, but other than that. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm laughing already. <laughs> oh god. Jamie. Yes. We're gonna end the journal <laughs> with a mum story. Yes. Oh. <laughs> this was one of the greatest moments of my life so far. Okay? Okay. Because this <laughs> is just amazing. <laughs> 
I hope we're doing justice now. My sister Kate randomly started dancing, side dancing in the living room, right? Just dancing, like making my other sisters laugh and stuff. Like they were just pissing around. My mum was behind my sister on the phone, just I think she's on Facebook or something. So Kate started dancing and she's like, you two are idiots. Why are you like, eh? Blah, 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 blah. Like, just, uh, but my family's phenomenal. I love it to pieces. We're just all stupid fucks. So Kate's dancing away, doing the dude love niece thing and everything, right? And out of absolutely nowhere, <laughs> my mum just went, ah! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she went, Ah! I just had a massive pain in my ass. more the fact your mum shouted that or how funny you are finding it oh dude it was just the best thing in the world because it was so deathly silent because Kate was just doing stupid dance moves and she proper screamed (laughs) she proper screamed and then screamed Where I was typing it to my phone, but I was streaming, crying. It was just so funny. Oh, how did everyone do? Oh, it was just absolutely amazing. Oh, we're just crying. We're just all. It's those moments where you laugh so much that like no noise comes out anymore because it's just like that's me. Then fucking hell, it was so funny. Oh, <laughs> I, it's one of those. I think it's more words you have to be there moments, but just. It was just the fact that nobody was talking. And I just screamed. Oh, it was just... uh... (laughs) And that was another edition of Tom's Journal. (laughs) Oh, You need to compose yourself, sir. Oh, mate. I think we should have a little bit more of our sponsors. Hi, I'm Frank Guglielmelli. And I'm the narrator for some wonderful audio dramas from Syscast, like Marty and Mars, Bounty Hunters, and a great part in Val Toby, with much more to come. You can find these programs on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Or head over to our website, www.syscast.com. We are excited to announce that we are now affiliated with the Chronicles of Podcast with Tom and Jamie. Now, let's get to this week's interview. I hope with all that laughing, you didn't wake up the piece. I actually did. I know. But um, I'll just go get the piece. No, don't give me back chat now, piece. All right? No, I don't care. I don't care if your hamster's uncle is in town. All right? You will come here now. Come here. Come here. I said, I'm going to count to three. What? Okay, thank you. Jamie, it's a resistance. Hey. Welcome to the Chronicles 
of Kylie Olsen. Kylie is just an absolutely wonderful human being uh, who gets to present and interview people at the Dama Festival, gets to gets to go and do crazy ass shit and have a, live a wonderful life. She's a YouTube channel um, where she interviews guitarists because she's massive into guitars. Kylie is just a fucking awesome person. And we had so much fun talking to her. This is incredible. This woman has met everyone you can think of. Before we'd even started the interview, there was two name drops within seconds. I was like, I love this. This is amazing. And we were in the hot seat, sir, because we were interviewing an interviewer. It was like getting our, our yeah. skills put to the test. Yeah, I know. It was, it was, uh, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, shit. You know, I'm used to talking to people that are used to being interviewed by people, you know, um, that sit and have conversations, but somebody that does this as a, as a career and does it really well. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, no pressure at all, boys. No pressure at all. <laughs> but I'm still proud of the fact that I asked her a question she'd never been asked before. So I'm just going to take that one with me. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah, so Kylie, thank you so much for taking some time out to sit and chat to two idiots like us. We really, really appreciate it so much. Um, and yeah, everybody go check out Kylie on the socials because you won't be disappointed because it's just some fucking wonderful stuff. And uh, Jamie, any final words? Thank you, Kylie. We had an absolute blast. Ladies and gentlemen, here... We go. Ladies and gentlemen, interviewing this week, she is a radio presenter, a journalist, a YouTuber, and a goddamn wonderful human being who's met absolutely everybody on the planet. It's Kylie Olsen. Ladies and gents, we have a very special guest today. We've interviewed people from all sorts of professions and backgrounds, but today's guest is the first one who can judge us on our performance as an interviewer. On today's guest, she is a person who has interviewed the best in the world of music. Names like Ozzy Osbourne, Phil Alsamo, Geddy Lee, and many, 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 many more. Today, we welcome you to the Chronicles of Kylie Olsen. Well. Yeah, do it. Why not? Why not? Take a bow. I'm like... happy for you. That was a great introduction. Well done. Well, You've thank, passed. Thank Ten you. out of ten. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So you know, no pressure on us either. To be fair, because this is the first time we've interviewed an actual interviewer and journalist, etc. So yeah. you know, I just like. Um, so um, no, I'm joking. I'm good. Um, but and also, before we get into it, how was Italy? How was France? Oh my God, it was amazing. Well, I say it was amazing and I don't want to sound like a moany old cow and ungrateful, but <laughs> I was actually working the whole time I was there. Oh. Yes. So literally a week before I left, I landed like one of my dream jobs. So again, I'm not going to moan. And Congrats. I thank you. And so I literally was, when I was in Italy, I was in a cafe opposite at the house and then when I was in France, I was there was an office. So I was just in the office. So I had weekends off, and it's not a bad place to have the weekend off. So I can't complain. But um, yeah, it was it was fantastic, but it wasn't as it wasn't as a holiday like I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. It's it looked, from Instagram. It looked stunning. 
All good, though. So, absolutely stunning. So, I'm pleased with everything you're working at least you've got to enjoy some of it, at least. Yeah. yeah. So, There's worse places to work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how has your last 18 months been? Um, They've not been too bad. Yeah? yeah not been too bad. I know, which is odd. Um, so, my job is quite full on all the time and I'm traveling around and constantly when you're doing a job when you're freelance like me you're looking for the next job so your your mind is constantly going like a million miles an hour and so the first lockdown was actually quite nice in a weird sort of way I know there was a pandemic going on and everyone was stressing and we were scared about our health and people that we love dying and all of that that aside if I put all of that aside just having the time to sit there and not move and just my brain just stop for five minutes was really nice actually and to know that everyone else had stopped so I wasn't missing out on anything I wasn't not chasing the dream and everything else so so in that sense all right I lost a few jobs that were coming up that were really I was looking forward to doing that all kind of went away but I had a moment to sit down and relax and think about what I want to do and so I decided to pick up the guitar, as you see, <laughs> behind just me. Just one or two. Well, just one or two. I've become greedy. Um, <laughs> and and, and it, it was great. It gave me a focus. So, nice. So, yeah, so that that wasn't too bad. I've, but then saying that, that lockdown, December, January, February, however long that went on for, that was pretty hellish, I've got to say. I think a lot of us struggled with that mentally. Yeah. Um, mm. Probably the weather didn't help as well. Oh, it was freaking miserable, wasn't it? That was the best thing about the first lockdown. It was glorious weather. I think that probably (laughs) helped. That is it. Yeah, you forget that. The weather. I didn't bake bloody banana bread like everyone else. But No, normally, don't worry. (laughs) Who made made banana bread? (laughs) Of all the things you can make. I know. It's so odd, (laughs) isn't it? Like, everyone in the whole world as well, not just in England. It wasn't just an English thing. It was like the whole freaking world just went banana bread crazy. That's a, what do you want? For, oh, I'm gonna, I don't want to make banoffee. No, no, not banoffee. We're not gonna, what about trifle? No, everyone's no. done that. I want banana bread is what I want. Yeah. <laughs> I guess because it's easy to make. So even if you're a shit baker, it's kind of... <laughs> <laughs> I guess... I, and I guess everyone buys bananas and never completes eating them, I suppose. Just now, go, what thing, this shit? Let's face it, bananas, I hate bananas. I think they're just so... <laughs> you just don't want to sit there and eat a banana. Elite fruit, elite fruit, banana. I do love a banana. Really? Yeah. yeah. Kiwi, no. <gasps> Kiwi, can, Kiwi can live down, but a banana, banana and apple are elite, I think, no, in my right, opinion. No, apple. An apple's just... Boring as hell. Well, yeah, I'm, welcome, I'm with welcome. I'm with Kylie on this one. I don't. Welcome to my world, Kylie. Welcome to my world. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it's all about the the berries, surely. Come oh, on, okay, the berries, fair. the strawberries, and if they're good, if, stra- if you can get some good strawberries, like nothing, you can't beat good strawberries. This is a very good point. I like where this conversation is going. She's I was going to say up. this is not where I expected this conversation <laughs> to go. Yeah. <laughs> more, I'm more red grape than white. <laughs> Animated with her, yeah. Yeah, actually, well, I think they're better for you as well, aren't they, red grapes? Are they? Oh, okay, well, I'll keep eating them then. Well, in them, I guess. Maybe I'm just making that up. But yeah, let's say they are. Okay. So, <laughs> back in the, so back in the first lockdown then, you yes. had time to just be like, oh, and recharge and everything else. 
did you other than make banana bread did you decide to do anything like is there anything other, other than picking up the guitar was there anything else you really wanted to do that you had time to go I can actually put some time into this now well I didn't make banana bread that was the thing I didn't uh, I didn't uh, okay um, but no, I learned the guitar and then I launched my YouTube channel, um, Life in Six Strings, which was basically me chatting to other guitarists about their life in strings. And then they give me a little bit of a lesson. And again, that kind of gave me something to focus on. Um, and then I did, I've covered Download Festival for Sky Arts for the last 10 years or something. So I, um, I did download not for Sky Arts in the first lockdown, it was just for Live Nation and YouTube. So we did that. So again, that was kind of kept me busy in that beginning, that, that first little bit of lockdown. And that's kind of it really, that's all I did. I just, you know, kept fit, uh, did guitar, practicing every day, interviewing guitarists, and then that was it really. Nice. Watching a lot of Netflix. Yeah, but you completed it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> and Disney Plus and Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, yes. So take us back. What was the plan for young Miss Olsen? Was it always journalism or was there something else you wanted to do entirely when you were in your formative years? Um, I actually wanted to be a musician. Um, my first instrument was the saxophone. Oh. And then... Don't get excited. I wasn't very good at all. And I realized that quite quickly, I, even though I kept it up and I was like, I'm never going to be a musician. For a start, I never had the balls to play in front of anyone. So that was a bit of a problem. Although I hear that Eddie Van Halen and a few musicians like that didn't like playing in front of an audience. Why they, they sometimes you serve their back to the audience in the beginning. So, but I, so yeah, so basically I wasn't very good. And then I thought, well, why don't I talk about music? And so that's kind of when I got into, I started doing work experience at local BBC and hospital radio and stuff like that. And then just kind of grew really. Lots of work experience and and uh, constantly hound, hounding people to give me a job. <laughs> I mean, I didn't get, like I say, excited per se at the saxophone, except normally people go for flute or clarinet. So... <laughs> Yeah, that's normally the two that people go for when they're in school or whatever. So go for saxophone. I mean, that's amazing. I just yeah. I want this to go. To be fair, I, w- I mean that was partly my dad. I think I think that he was like he he was obsessed with. Well, he liked the Stones. So um, uh, oh my god, his name's complete completely. How could I forget his name? What's his name? Sax player in the Stones. I have no idea. I can't think what his name Stones is. Stones up my up my bag. I completely forgot. Anyway, um, him. him, that guy, yeah. he's going to come to me. I can't believe I forgot it. He lo- he loved him, and he loved Candy Dolfer and stuff like that. And he just kept going on about the saxophone. So I think part of it was that. So yeah. Okay, fair enough. Why have you got loads of toys behind you? Because I have a small child. <laughs> <laughs> this this guy's my new co-host. When Tom annoys me, he's replaced. This guy's replacing me. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> So where did the love and passion for rock music come from? Is that from your dad with the Stones or is that something just that happened over no, time? I think it just kind of happened. If it, Like, you know, when I was a teenager, I was listening to all the other crap that was out uh, in the charts and stuff. And then, and, then, and then I discovered, well, it was, wasn't it? And then I discovered the doors and that kind of started leading me in the right direction. 
Um, I got into a bit of Bob Marley and stuff like that. And then I discovered Pink Floyd and and then, yeah, it just kind of snowballed. You just kind of go deep diving with it all. So, so I mean, it's good to have, I think it's good to have an eclectic taste, you know, to like a, a bits of everything, I think. 100%. I don't know anyone, like of all the musicians that I've interviewed, none of them, like for instance, all these big rock stars or metal heads, none of them actually listen to rock and metal 24 seven. You'd be surprised. Like they like classical music, country, so, yeah, I think you can't just say you like one genre of music. It's just ridiculous. I agree. I agree. But I think yeah, obviously some music's influenced others. Like it's all influenced it, it, it's every yeah. which way possible. Um, yeah. But country music at the moment is absolutely spot on. I, Loving it. Yes, I do agree with you on that. I, Americana. I, although America, Americana makes me laugh because no one can really say what Americana is. It's kind of like, what is it? And it's just like, oh, well. They just kind of, it's like they lump bands into Americana that you can't quite say. But like even Led Zeppelin could be considered Americana, maybe. Or, yeah, it's just funny. But anyway, <laughs> I like Americana. <laughs> I, 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 going back to that thing about only liking one style of music, though, I can't help but pe- think that people that say they only listen to one style of music are completely lying. Because... People that just listen, say, like, oh, I just listen to black and death metal. I was like, so you sit at home and have a relax and listen to black metal. No one can relax to black metal. No, I know. <laughs> I know. It's absolute rubbish, isn't it? Yeah, I agree with you. It's like one of my really good friends. He's a he's a, a rock metal journalist. Um, he loves going to the opera. In fact, I probably go more to the opera with him than I do um, rock gigs. So... Is it because you're surrounded by it so much that you're like, oh my God, I just need something different. Like, just give me something else in my face other than this constantly. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes I think it is. I mean, the thing is, the kind of stuff that I like, I think you can listen to it. Like, I don't, I don't like death metal. I wouldn't sit there and listen to death metal. No, never. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even want to go to a gig really of it. Um, But like, I can listen to, is, is Van Morrison a bit of rock? I guess it's kind of classic rock, maybe. I'm not quite sure what you call Van Morrison, singer-songwriter. Yeah, I, but I could listen to a bit of Into the Mystic, you know. Or, <laughs> you know I, yeah, so, no, you don't want to listen to heavy metal 24-7. Absolutely not. But, I mean, so how did it all, like, take off for you then, really? Like, like, really, like how we, like, discovered in this sort of uh, journalistic musical world? Well, so I started doing work experience and then eventually kind of I I moved to because I'm from Norwich. I was doing this all in Norwich and then I moved to London and then I just like started at the bottom, like literally making teas and coffees as a runner. And I really wanted to work at MTV, but I was working in comedy. So I was working with like Al Murray and stuff like that. No way. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I don't even like comedy, which is what? funny. I know. <laughs> I know. Weird, isn't it? I don't find it God. funny at all. I don't find comedy funny. What? What? what hang on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I think there's something wrong with me. I don't but... think there's something wrong with you, but uh, what? How? I like slapstick, so I'll find it funny if someone falls over. But okay. I don't like kind of just contrived someone standing there telling me jokes. It's like it's so contrived, it's not funny. 
Okay. Oh, that's fair enough. Like accidental things. That's funny. Like I could laugh my head off for hours watching those crappy clip shows where people fall over and stuff. <laughs> that I find really funny, but then that's not comedy, is it? That's just I like laughing at other people's pain. You but... just like seeing people hurt themselves, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, no, I don't find comedy that funny which sounds strange when I say that out loud. Um, So I was working in comedy and then um, I somehow through my networks managed to meet someone that worked at MTV. So then I got an internship there and then I just kind of started working that way. But then I went back into radio. So I was working at Capital Radio, Global Radio, which owns Capital and and stuff. And the only reason why I went there was because they had Planet Rock. so I was like, right, I'll go in the back way. So I went in via capital and stuff like that. And but then the thing is, the, the guy that that was running Planet Rock at the time would be like, oh, you don't have a very rock voice. Uh, women don't sound that great on the radio and all that crap, especially in rock. Um, you don't look like you're into rock, you know. You got tattoos you haven't got black hair just 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 rubbish stereotypes it's radio i know (laughs) sorry what what is a rock voice (laughs) clearly not mine i sound that's what he said i sound too young and he said that i need to uh come back in about five or ten years after i've been smoking and drinking loads I kid you not. This, this is the thing. You wouldn't get away with saying that now. You really <laughs> wouldn't. Yeah, say that stuff now. What the fuck? What yeah, it's bad. I mean, actually, when I was there, the stuff that and I was told, well, you know, I was going for an audition for a co-host for a breakfast show. And they said, oh, you do realise you're just going to be a bit of fluff on the side. It's just all these, and even commenting on what I should wear for the, like, it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. What's wrong with people? I just don't get it. That's mad. It's what it was like. It's what it was like. I mean, they just wouldn't get away with it now, which is great. And I think that's wonderful that, you know, women coming through the industry now, I think, I hope that they might have it a bit easier in that sense, that they don't have to put up with that crap. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But... Yeah, I mean, so so I didn't get the job at Planet Rock like I wanted. Um, but then I don't even know how it happened. I was already working on Download as a freelance producer for Channel 4. I think it was Channel 4 the first year that we started doing it. And so I kind of went that way. And then the opportunities just, uh, just started ha- coming in. And then the more you go into it, the more work you get. It just kind of snowballs a little bit. Okay. So... Um, with regards to the journalism side of it, again, I'm <laughs> couldn't go in the front door, so I went in the back door. So I worked out that someone who's actually one of my best friends now, the guy that I was telling you about with the opera, oh, he yeah. was working at a different radio station and he was a writer for Classic Rock magazine. And so I thought, well, if I go and work for this radio station for free, then I can meet him and then maybe I can get some writing work. So that was literally what I did and that's what happened. So um so that was kind of it it's kind of like I think the motto of it all is if you can't like I said if you can't get in the front door just go around the back you have to just think outside the box don't just go oh the the boss of this channel isn't getting back to me well go and find someone else that's working there or doing something and be friends with them then you'll get there I like that (laughs) perseverance don't give up you got a goal do what you can Yes, exactly. I love that. That's a wonderful mindset. I love that. Thank you. 
yeah so that's kind of it so it's not easy and you have to be on it all the time and like I said with the whole lockdown stuff it was quite nice for a moment to go oh. yeah <laughs> so as I said in my intro you've spoken to some of like the biggest names in music and yeah. your name has sort of become a bit synon- synonymous though, when I'm after synonymous yeah. with, with rock journalism there. So how did that come about then? Was it a particular job you did and it sort of progressed? Or was it like, oh, uh, we need someone to speak to this person. Kylie, you go do it. You know, was it a happy accident or was it like you worked your way up to that level? Yeah, I kind of worked my way up to that level. And I guess it's because when I was at Global Radio, I was doing lots of red carpet premieres. So lots of interviewing James Blunt and stuff like that. So I was interviewing people, but not in the 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 arena that I wanted to be in. And then um, I think it was Andy Copping at Live Nation that he knew that I was presenting and he knew what I wanted to do. And obviously I was producing the stuff at Download already. And I think they just, my boss that was the exec producer, he just turned around and just said, oh, the lowdown needs a presenter and... I think Andy put me forward for the job because I already knew him um, from working on the TV shows as a producer. And then he put me forward and then that kind of it. And then the following year, Sky Arts wanted to take it. And the exec producer just said, right, Sky Arts want to take it. And I'm putting you forward as the presenter because I'd already done the lowdown. So he had sort of seen that I could do it. And then that was it really. Yeah. I think I'd made a documentary. Was that before I'd done the lowdown? the presenting for download and stuff. I'd done a documentary for the BBC about John Bonham. So I guess it's just hmm. the more you do, the more you kind of get cred. And it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't easy. And people in the beginning didn't take me seriously. It was like, oh, again, she's crap. She doesn't know what she's talking about. She doesn't look like she's into work, all of that stuff. Um, and just the more you do, the more I think people kind of go, oh, right. <laughs> she does know what she's talking about. Yeah, because you've been that like, 10, 11 years now, isn't it? Yeah. It's just like, yeah, come on then. Sorry, we're not good enough for... <laughs> yeah. so, so they tend to get me out if there's like some old rocker that needs interviewing and stuff like that, which is the stuff I love doing. I love doing, I love doing download, but my favourite type of thing is to sit down and just dig deep with someone. And that's mm. the, the kind of stuff I really enjoy. Can you remember your first big interview? Someone you're like, oh my God. God. Who scared the living crap out of me? <laughs> it's hard, I guess, what, should we, should, are we just talking rock or I in, guess? In general. I mean, because the thing is, I, you know, I did like Adam Sandler and stuff like that when I was doing the premieres and that was quite terrifying. And I've done um, Judy Dench and so all the oh, movie wow. stuff I did. Yeah, so that stuff. Uh, what's his name? William Defoe. Um, I did him as well and I had a, really in-depth conversation with him so I'd, I'd done a lot of movie guys before but who terrified me well Jimmy Page terrified me if I'm totally honest with you in in a great way because I love Led Zeppelin Led Zeppelin are one of my favorite bands and so when I did this John Bonham documentary um I had to sit down with him for about an hour and a half just talking Zeppelin talking John and, and stuff and and yeah that was quite terrifying being in the big BBC studio you've got your boss behind the glass you know and, and I'm conducting this interview with this freaking legend you're like oh my god don't mess up 
<laughs> how do you sorry Karen. no no so that was terrifying yeah because how do you get past that though how do you get past those nerves to just be like game face on you're jimmy page i'm kylie let's go i don't know if you do i think i think i tend to i'm a bit cheeky to them before so i'll sort of joke around a bit and make and, and make jokes because i just think if we both laugh it will be all right even that though, exactly even what though I hate comedy. But no, but it is. It's a great way to, <laughs> it is a great way to break the ice. Um, and so, yeah, I think I just kind of mess around a little bit. But but to be quite honest with you, it's being prepped. I, got, I don't know if, like I, like I said, I over-prep everything. So I like to know their life story, like from, it, I, I dig so deep that it's kind of like, if something comes up, I should be covered. So it should be fine. And then I have my questions in front of me if it all goes to shit. So. I just imagine you digging that deep and being like, so this is this, this like, this is like, I forgot that happened. Why do you know my life better than I do? Yeah, <laughs> I do. But in the series that I'm working on at the moment, it's like I was, I was interviewing um, this producer called Bob Rock. I don't know if you've heard of him. Um, yeah complete legends right so dr feel good the black album like it's an anger like every like all your favorite albums he's produced. dream guest yes mm. so but he was just like uh i don't know what were we doing <laughs> and of course you know these are like records that he was i was in i was actually interviewing about motley crew and we were doing i was focusing on dr feel good and you know that album when was out what 86 was it or something 86 um, or 7 yeah yeah, so he, you know, that was a long time ago. How can he remember what they were talking about when they were doing, oh, God, what are the, some of the tracks? Kickstart My Heart or something on, on there. You know, they. it's a lot to ask. I can't remember what I did last week, let alone. <laughs> so, yeah. So I guess some of them have great memories and then it's brilliant. But, yeah, I mean, he couldn't remember everything. And don't forget some of these as well. We're doing drink, drinks and drinking and drugs. And so. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember X to 94. I don't remember any of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. it's, all, it's all black. That's all I remember. Yeah. It's all black. <laughs> yeah. yeah, indeed. You're right there because to us, it's like, oh my God, you worked on Dr. Feelgood. But to them, they're like, yeah, that was a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah, because we, we were interviewing him about um, Bon Jovi as well. Oh. And um, and then he was involved in Whitesnake, although he didn't produce he didn't produce one of the albums. He just helped John Sykes create some of the guitar sounds because he happened to be in the next studio and John knew him to so call him in so that we can't create the, the guitar sounds. So can you come in and help and stuff? But yeah, I mean... That's that all sort of blend. I think he was on the Motley Crew album at the same time. So it's like, it's just nuts when you think it's about nuts, it. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Blows your mind, actually. Um, so. It's bonkers. Oh, yeah. I've so, just, yeah, all the name drops. <laughs> we should tally them at the end. <laughs> so I know you write and produce your interviews as well. Yes. Is that something you decided you wanted to do? Or is that when they? Like bosses just went, Kylie, you interview this person, you go sort it. No, that was definitely my plan. My plan was to understand 
understand it all. So if I wanted to be in front of the camera, I wanted to understand why the producer was asking me to do things. So when I'm doing interviews, I'm, I always have an editorial head on. And when they're giving, you know, if I'm interviewing someone and they give me an answer, it's like I can hear the sound bite or I can hear that, all oh, right, I've got that. I sort of tick it all off in my head. So I definitely wanted to understand it all. That's incredible. I like that. Do you ever um... yeah, have something to fall back on? If, it, if, it, if <laughs> everyone was like, are you mad wanting to be a presenter? Nah, it's too hard. No one, no one, no one can do that. Do you ever want to like set up? not traps necessarily, but like little things. So like whoopee cushions or like take a little the leg out of the chair. So they fall, you know, just like break the ice that way. So you don't laugh at anything. So if you want someone to fall over, like, you know what I do? I'm just, I'm just going to remove the leg from this chair. So they sit, they fall forwards. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I would not be able to conduct an interview because I would find that too funny and would laugh. Actually, something, who was, I was interviewing Kill Switch and Gage at Download. It was oh. the funniest thing ever. So we're sitting down to start the interview. And then for some reason, normally I had a clip mic and I forgot that I actually had a handheld mic. And so the handheld mic was down and then I just started the interview without the mic, without the microphone. You kind of had to be there, but we were all crying with laughter. And then I could not, every time I went to try and ask the question, I couldn't stop laughing. And, and, it, and then they would laugh. And then it was just like, oh my God, I feel like such an idiot, but this is really funny. So um, yeah, no, that's awful when you can't stop laughing when you're trying to be serious. This beautiful moments like that though. I love beautiful moments like that mm. where everyone's just in fits and you can't get yeah. out and everyone's like hurting. And it's like, yeah, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. I know. But by the way, I'd like to point out that it wasn't, you know, I started in commercial and more pop and movies and stuff like that. But I also did shopping television. So it wasn't that cool. I wasn't that cool from start. Like, it's like, no. I did what? not spot that in my research. What uh, <laughs> What channel was it? That's an exclusive. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was at Kid Up TV. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> It was, in what made me remember that was you talking about the fits of laughter. So what I used to do is, so they would have the main presenters and then I would come on as kind of like a, a model and be like, oh, hi, we've got this lovely, um, lovely necklace. And I remember once I looked at it, it was like a, one of those big kind of gold chains, like a gangster one. And I used to go like this to the light to make it shine, like twinkle and shine. And so I remember looking at the monitor and I'd be like, oh, as you can see, I'm wearing this lovely, whatever they're called, bolster chain or whatever they're called. And uh, it's uh, valued at 200 pounds, but we're gonna start bidding at just a pound. And, uh, and I remember just seeing it on me and thinking, oh my God, this is so funny. And I started laughing. And then I couldn't stop. And the presenter started laughing as well. <laughs> and we were crying with laughter on live on telly. Um, and then every time I came back, we would both just, just break out in these fits of laughter. In the end, we were told we weren't allowed to work together again. Um, but yeah, oh. it was quite funny. But I didn't do it for too long. It was an experience. I wanted to try some live TV. So that was kind of a way to try it out. And it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just get it under the belt sort of thing. Yeah, it wasn't in the right area, I don't think. <laughs> I've always had a mad respect for people on these shopping channels because... Like, oh, my God, yeah. It can't be easy making something sound so good, especially when internal thoughts go, what is this crap I'm trying to sell right now? 
Well, yeah, and I couldn't hide it, hence why I got in trouble and we didn't get invited back much after that. But it was like, I was just like, this is pure shit. Like, how are you selling this? But um, they are their own kind of like a unique bunch of people, people that sell on shopping channels, for sure. I think you could make a TV show about them. Do you know, that's actually a great idea. It's a great idea. They're they're a little bit... um, I'm sure there was some, what was it? Like, did they just, I'm going to get in trouble, but they're a little bit odd. <laughs> and they're very sensitive like with each other. And yeah, it was just, yeah. You have to be a certain breed of person. You do have to be a certain breed of person. And you have to be cracking and bullshitting in order to sell some of that stuff. Like, seriously, I don't have the gift of, the gift of the gab. I definitely don't. And these people, Jesus, yeah. They so- got it. Going back to the old red carpet, what were you in the midst of every time like fight? Do you have to like fight through to get to the front to interview people, or do you all have like your own certain sections and areas? They give you a section, but then everyone it kind of gets smaller and smaller. <laughs> they go like this. Yeah. Who is it? You and McGregor? You and you and yeah. So you then you're kind of like screaming at them, but sometimes they do walk down the aisle properly and stuff like that, but. Um, yeah, I mean, red carpets are quite fun. They, that, they can be quite exciting. Like I've done red carpets for um, the classic rock awards and stuff like that, which was one of my dream jobs. And then when I finally got to work on it, I was like, yes, the best thing ever. Because that literally was like rock royalty would come to that event. It was insane. Um, so they were always quite exciting. And because I was doing it for classic rock and stuff, I would always end up on the carpet. So I didn't have to fight with everyone else. That's so good. That's really good. Lovely. But the movie ones were quite funny in that sense. Yeah. It, it, they, it would just get smaller and smaller and tighter and tighter. And, and then and when you were interviewing someone as well, you'd be interviewing them. And then it'd be about 50 mics around you as well, because they'd be trying to get you. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So Let's it was, nick her questions. Yeah. <laughs> It's a little bit intimidating, actually. And I guess that's one thing that it teaches you. And sometimes, yeah, just not care, really. Because sometimes, sometimes you would worry, like, oh, like I had to do, I had to do something at Abbey Road for um, who was it with Tesla? Uh, it was a DVD, and and they wanted me to do a live, in, like a kind of live interview in front of an audience, and the audience was journalists and like everyone that I knew, and I was like, this is actually really horrible to do this in front of all my peers and stuff like how just embarrassing and they were really hard to interview they're lovely guys but they're not very forthcoming with their answers and stuff so it was very very hard I was kind of dying um yeah that wasn't fun no I can imagine I hate it when you get guests like that yeah are you you well yeah yeah Beatles fans, right? They love the Beatles, and it's like we're at Abbey Road, like, and they're just like, "Yeah, it's great." And you're like, "What? No!" The worst one I've had with that is Yoshiki, the bastard. (laughs) Yoshiki, right? So basically, Yoshiki uh, is—he was in a band called X Japan, a massive. Oh yeah, yeah, I know X Japan. Massive Japanese metal band, right? And then he's also a classical musician as well. And he he was over doing the promo for the documentary that was out, which is a great documentary, by the way, if you haven't seen it. It was about X Japan. And um, they asked me to do the the live Q&A with him at the premiere. 
And so I interviewed him before. I think it was for something else I interviewed him and it was all fine. And then we we get into the 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 venue. I'm on the stage and I think I just I did an audience and then I introduced him. Then he came out and I'm like, yeah, you're Shiki, how are you? So then I was meant to start the interview and then throw it out to the audience. And I asked him, how are you doing? And he goes, good. And I'm like, okay, great. And then I asked him another question. He goes, yes. And I'm like, oh my God, is he for real? And then every question I asked, he just went, yes. And then I said, okay, right. You're not feeling very chatty right now. So why don't we throw it out to the audience and see if they can ask you some questions. Um, and then I go, oh, um, lady in the front with the pink hair. Um, what would you, and then she comes up and she's actually, I'm a man, but, um, and I'm oh. like, I just want to get out of here now. This is horrific. <laughs> oh, wow. He was like, first of all, he was, and he was apparently did it on purpose because he liked messing likes messing around with you a bit no yeah so not answering my question and I was like all the places to do it not in front of a live audience and not promoting your own dvd you've got coming out you weirdo I know yes I know it's um he's he's a character wow well, my next kind of question was going to be like with a huge list of people you've spoken to, are there any particular people that like stand out, whether it be good or bad? But I think you've just given us a great example of someone bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's all character building, isn't it? I guess. But um, I mean, who was great? I mean, oh, Keith Richards was great, like as you would expect him to be. He was very Keith. Um, <laughs> uh Jeff Beck was surprising like I thought that he would be harder work than what he was and actually he was really lovely um so who was Geddy Lee was was again a lot nicer than not that I thought he was going to be horrible but I just I knew that he wasn't a fan of being interviewed and that's fine not everyone is um you know, because some mus- some musicians are shy, you know, it's not just because you're on the stage, you're outgoing. And, and I think that's that's the thing sometimes with them that they don't like it. They don't like talking about themselves because sometimes when they when you chat to them and you talk to them, ask them questions about them. But then all of a sudden you ask them a question about another musician, someone who they admire they open up and they 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 you know they light up and and it's a completely different thing. So I think you know not everyone likes talking about themselves. And uh, so Geddy Lee was just a dream actually, and it was a very long interview, and I had the best time. So that was surprising. I had another awkward moment with um, Matt Bellamy from Muse, and it was at Download, and um, the man. It, so it was. They were like, right, you're the only one that can interview him. It's for Sky. Um, you've got to do it in the compound because he was head, they were headlining. And so we had to kind of quickly go there. And then he was standing to the side of the camera and the manager came over and said, um, right, I want you to interview me. What, what you've got, you've got five questions which they had to check over. And he said, yeah, you... Um, you have to ask me those questions. So I asked him the questions and he said, right, okay, Matt, come in. And then, then I had to, since I had to 
audition almost beforehand. It was, it's funny. And that's what makes me laugh sometimes. Like, for instance, if in the past people have moaned, oh, she didn't ask this question. She didn't ask that. She doesn't know this. And how could you interview them and not ask this question? It's like, seriously. Sometimes, for instance, when I interviewed Aerosmith, I was told I wasn't allowed to ask those questions. Otherwise, the interview would have been pulled. So that's why you can't. It's not always that you just ask what you want. Um, and I guess that was the case with Muse, if I'd have asked something that they didn't like, which I don't know what I would have asked. I don't think there's anything. Is there anything really dirty on Muse? I don't right. <laughs> I don't think there is. And I get with Aerosmith. Yeah, I would. I think they would. I think at the time, I think. They just got back together and stuff like that. So that's what I think people bitched at me about a bit because they were like, how could you not ask about that? And it's like, well, because I wasn't allowed to. <laughs> you see, I think that's bullshit though, myself. I think you should be, obviously, as an interviewer, you you show respect, don't you? You're not going to be like, I know what's going to be fucking hilarious. You obviously, yeah, yeah. So I never understand why people are like, I need to check these over first before you can ask any of these. That we have, you know, I don't get it. I never understood it. It's because, because they're covering their job. Because if they are, if they, if I was to ask something, shitty to them and they would get it in the neck from the manager probably uh from the artist okay but surely mm. like i said but if it was out of respect though surely you wouldn't you wouldn't go you'd know what you shouldn't ask does that make sense yeah i mean but the problem is not everyone does do they well i suppose like, yeah there are tabloid journalists and i'm not that type of journalist i'm I just want to talk about the music and stuff. I don't give a shit who they're dating or yeah, exactly. you know, the drugs and the rock. And roll. That, that doesn't really bother. I'm not interested in that. So yeah, man, I just, who's going to sit there and be like, so how much coke did you last night? Really? Oh, so where'd, you get it? where'd you get it from? <laughs> I know. Right. Yeah, exactly. And by the way, I don't think any of them are doing that anymore now. Like backstage is so boring. It's juices and, and um, the dream. Yeah. It's nothing. It's no <laughs> rock and roll going on whatsoever. <laughs> rock and roll is officially dead as far as that's concerned. Or in the circles that I mix in anyway. I don't know about anything else. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to, you said like you over-prepare for your interviews, but have you ever had a situation where you've been told you need to go interview this person, but you're not familiar with them and their work at all? So how do you deal with that sort of situation? Because obviously, if you're working for someone, they tell you they want to go interview someone, you can't let it go, no, nah, I don't know. I would just over-prep it again. <laughs> you know, you just, just do your research. It's research, isn't it? Um, I listen to music, I go through all the back catalogue, the latest record, um, and then just, just go deep diving on the internet, see what I can find. <laughs> I think uh, Jamie's trying to do some tips here for the Akali to be honest with you. I think that's what he's, hey. that's what he's looking for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course, I've been caught in the situation where it's like you say, oh, you've got to interview this person. And actually, when you do red carpets, of course, you can't prep. Then it, but then it just becomes, if you don't know who they are, you've just got to ask the generic questions. That's all you can do. And listen to what they're saying to you so that you can have an, it's about having a natural conversation like we are now. Mm. And I think that that's the thing. Once you just forget this is an interview, just try and treat it as a conversation. Just be interested in someone. That's, that's an interview. Absolutely. Very, very, very true. So, yeah. I mean, I was, I was, to be fair, I was thinking, fuck, this is going to be math. Like we're interviewing an interviewer. Not so we've never done this before. So like, (laughs) 
I reckon you'd be sat there going, right, so I know what's coming. I know what questions are coming. I know what order they're going to ask them in. <laughs> but bring it on. That's ready. I've already got my answers here, boys. I knew what you asked before you even said anything. <laughs> I, did think, I did think I know that they're going to ask me who's the worst person I've interviewed, who's yeah. the best person I've interviewed. <laughs> I knew that one was going to come out. Uh, and I thought, oh, what was, and oh, sorry, the record that got me into it. Yeah. But then that's fine. But that, that makes it, you know. But did you know we we're going to have a discussion about different. favorite fruit? No, I didn't. See, right. See, see, we've so got there's you there. the curveball, Kyla. There's the curveball. Yeah. Really, so. <laughs> it was. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I didn't expect you to ask me how my last 18 months have been either. So there you go. Oh. There you, you go. Know, it's because we show we care. I mean, I am generally quite interested as to how they were. That's why I asked the question. It's not that I go, I'm not be a great opener. Um, yeah. But it's I just, I quite like the different answers that people give because some people go, fucking shit. I, you know, I lost blah, 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 blah. And it was all, but then people like yourself going, actually, I had time to breathe and live and, you know, see family and do things. Yeah, so. exactly. I mean, I was fortunate. I didn't lose anyone. So, I, it's you know, like really I said, I, I can imagine that people that lost people they love. And I mean, there was there is a part of it. And I feel like I'm kind of it's sort of what's the word I'm looking for? It's kind of like. um backlash of it right now is I feel like I have a lot of friends in America and I feel like although in the beginning you're chatting to them all the time and you're connected because everyone's going through this crazy thing it feels like now life is starting up again and you know I can't get to, we can't get to America at the moment nope. um I feel like I, I feel like oh my god I'm my my friends that I have over there I'm I'm we're not friends anymore it's like that I feel a bit sad about like losing touch with people. Oh, I see. Okay. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 tough, especially because a lot of people have like these traditions, you know, we oh we do this together, we do this together, and a lot of things yeah. it ain't happening at the minute. No, it's not. That's the thing. Um, you know, and I was going to America at least three times a year. And so, you know, I'd go out. I I love going to America, but then I've had I had some friends they're out there at the moment texting me last night. It's really, really bad there, like with um, crime and especially L.A., it's really bad. Um, so I'm, I'm not quite sure if it's the America that that I left behind before um, COVID hit. A lot has happened in America in the last 18 months, not just COVID. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I mean, I guess I guess it's the same here, isn't it? England is different now. The UK is different. It's not it's not what it was. The world is no longer what it was. But no, hopefully... No. Go back, not to be depressive. <laughs> not at all, but I, just just quickly while we're touching on it, like I find the vaccine conversations a very hard one to have now as well. Oh God, oh God. it's so polarizing. Everyone is so yeah. divided on it, and you're like, it can really, again, like make you fall out with people over it as well. Whatever your opinion is, is yeah, that is a real kind of like, right? I don't want to be friends with you anymore now. It's just so weird. Yeah, it, just, it is. I'm still the same person, like nothing's happened. I just had two injections. Mm. Like, you know, I haven't, you know, my personality hasn't changed. You know, I've still got all my limbs. I don't, you know, I, but Bill Gates is my work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just happen to have better phone signal than everyone else. <laughs> yeah. now. It's kind of like, I don't want, I mean, I don't want to say too much, but it is kind of like the, the I've got a friend that is an anti-vaxxer and it does annoy me a little bit with her constant posts on instagram like sort of shoving it down your throat a little bit 
And it's not very well researched, getting back to my research thing. It's just shit that she's picked up offline. And I'm like, come on, there's all these medical doctors talking about that have done years of research, by the way. And you've just seen one person on Instagram talking about something and now you're posting it everywhere and it's gospel. You know, that does drive me mad. Social media, everybody. Social media. Oh, yes, I, know. <laughs> I know, I know. I saw it on Facebook, so it is true. I read it. But unfortunately, there are some people that do believe that. Which is, and that's fine. It, it, the thing is with people is if they want to believe in something or they want to be like, whatever, that's absolutely fine. Just don't yeah. run me down my neck. I don't like when people do that. Yeah, I know. I agree with you. That is what, I do want to unfollow her sometimes when I see it. I think, oh, I just don't do want it, to see Kyra. it. Do it. Just do, do it. it. <laughs> you know what I can do? I can just mute her. That's fine. Oh, yeah, there you go. Say unfollow for 30 days, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorted. Hide. Good old, good old Tom Stevens. This is an interview. And he trying to encourage his people to hurt their guests with broken chairs and un- unfollow their friends. I didn't, <laughs> say, I didn't say hurt the guests. Bad habits here. I didn't say hurt them. <laughs> never. There was no ever inclination of any hurt happening here. It oh, was what, a mere. If I, if I chop off a leg on a chair. It's going to hurt someone. <laughs> Don't give me about that. Like seventy-year-old man falling on his face. <laughs> there you go. You're laughing already. So you're laughing already, Kylie. <laughs> I know. Just the thought of it, I was like, <laughs> yeah. Aussie, I'm so Aussie. I'm so sorry. <laughs> How weird. I was thinking Aussie as well. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just the thought of him, like on the floor, like I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going to stop there. <laughs> God, Aussie. Oh, Aussie was funny. Aussie's a funny one. I can imagine. Yeah. Again, not that easy to interview. Really? Yeah, because he's nuts. That's that's, 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 probably the best. That'd be the best one of the best interviews to have. You just can't, you just can't try and go with it. You just got you've got to go with it. You can't try and control it. There's no controlling it. They're like the best and worst guests at the same time, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, still Panther. Oh my god. Oh, okay. You've got to fill it on this. Come on. <laughs> well, they're just awful to interview in a, in a great way because again, you can't interview them, and it's just full of innuendo. Yeah, but it is. What they do. <laughs> I don't. I like. I. I'm. You know, I'm fine with all that stuff. Um, someone actually said a friend of mine sent me a message actually yesterday after I posted something. He said you were so a man in your previous life. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No. <laughs> um, but it's like, yeah, I just, it just, they're just so nuts that you just like, I don't know what to say. I so can I imagine. Think, actually, that's probably one of my worst interviews. I'd say interviewing them is probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do. I wonder if they're like at home. Do you reckon they're like that at home? I think the wigs and makeup come off, and then yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, they're so probably. That- quite normal yeah, I had to them out of character um I don't know and they're still a bit wacky but no they're yeah they're a bit more normal so I what I love about like doing my research on your work is like it's led to amazing life experiences for you not just like with journalism stuff like so one that stood out for me personally, because I'm a massive Kiss fan. I like my favourite band in the entire world. And you got to introduce Kiss for the Monster Book launch. Oh, I was yeah. like, that's incredible. And then writing album sleeve notes for bands. Do you ever just have like these moments where you just realise how mental life is? Yes. Yes, <laughs> I do. 
actually that monster kiss book that was awful I was so nervous about doing that I was shitting myself and I actually did wanted the best you got the best I was like I've got to do it if I'm introducing them come on but after my uh, someone in the audience told me my skirt the light was shining through and just everyone could see my knickers and everything it was completely see-through <laughs> yeah I bet Paul was loving that though <laughs> I don't know if they could see because they were kind of at the side of me, but the whole audience <laughs> could just see it. I'm like, oh my God. Um, so yes, uh, life experiences. Yeah, I've had some great ones and I do pinch myself often and I probably don't do it enough because I don't, you just constantly do the job and then move on to the next thing. So sometimes I go, oh my God. And I think that was with the lockdown. It kind of made me realise like you need to just sit back and go, actually, yeah, you've done all right. It's not been bad. You've had some good times. So I think that's what it's taught me is to appreciate the moment a bit more. I think your life is worthy of writing a book, Kylie. Oh my God, no. No? <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember anything. That what? would help. <laughs> I don't think I'd be able to remember it all. I mean, you're doing too badly now. I know it's not <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Oh my god! I don't know what I would write. I've actually, actually, someone bought me a notebook that said "rocks," and on the front it says "rock stars I've met and loved." And I was like, "Oh my god! Yeah, this could actually be my book." <laughs> Seriously, like I reckon you'd have some killer stories if you actually like sat there and thought about it, like, "What did I do this year?" You know, who did I interview? And then it'll, I reckon it'll all just unfold and be. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of a bit annoyed with myself because when my friend bought me that book, I thought to myself, I'm actually going to, and I did start it, but never finished it. But I started writing who I'd interviewed, what the date, the date was, what we talked about, what happened, da, da, da. And then I just didn't keep it up. I think I did about four pages and then just forgot, forgot about it. But I wish I, I'd done that because, yeah, that would help. Could help remember. So one other thing I saw regarding life experiences is you're in the voting committee for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Is that right? Yes, that is right. How did that come about? After that, they just asked me. So um, I know some of the ones that are on the what is it? It's the vote. You've got the voting committee, and then you've got the actual committee committee. So they're the ones that sit around the table with like Tom Murillo and Dave Grohl and, and Springsteen's manager and stuff like that. Um, and so I know a couple of people on that. And I, I think, I think, I think they can put your name forward and I don't know if they did, but I think they can put your name forward. And then if you're accepted, then you get invited. And that's kind of what happened. Um, and that was pretty cool. Yeah. I was pleased Amazing. with that. That's nuts. So how yeah. does that work? Like, so once a year they send you something where you basically select who you think's worthy. Yes. Yeah. That's oh, it's mad. It's mad. Yeah, yeah. I love one thing I love about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is people always seem really chuffed to win it, but there's always controversy every year. Oh, well, yeah, but do you know that everyone always says like, "Oh, if I was if I was offered it, I wouldn't take it," and then they always do. Of course they do. <laughs> They always do. It's like Bruce Dickinson always says that he they wouldn't take it. Uh, actually, I think Bruce might keep, keep to his word. But, yeah, they always do. But there is always controversy about it. And the thing is, I guess it's odd that it's called the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because it doesn't feel that rock and roll anymore. Um, but that was one of the best 
events I've ever been to when um, Def Leppard were inducted and Stevie Nicks and The Cure. Um, that was incredible. Okay, I was going to say, did, does that mean you get to go each year? But I did that year. So that was 2000 and was it 19? This is why I, I should have written in that book. I think it is. To be fair 2019 yeah. or was it 17? No, it was 19. Yeah, that was in New York. And I was planning on going this year because this year's in Cleveland. Can you imagine going to Cleveland? That's what the actual Hall of I Fame is. Yeah. Oh, my God. And just to stand up there and be like, hello, Cleveland. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I would love to have done that. It's in November. And I, again, it just depends if they're going to let, you know, UK in or not. I think they will in November, aren't they? I think, aren't they rumoured to be doing that? Really? Where did you hear that? I mean, I look on the I look on the internet every day. I'm pretty sure Biden said he wanted to have it open by November. Oh my god! Please, please! I hope. I'm pretty sure it's Sky News. I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on that. I know I've read it somewhere. It wasn't Facebook or Instagram. Don't worry. It was definitely a news article, it was a news thump or some bollocks. Like that. Okay. Definitely... Well, that would be amazing if that is the case, because I would love to go out there. Um, I mean, I would love to just go to America, end of, even though I was saying how terrible it is out there now. But still, I would just love to go. I'd love to go. I'd love to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland as well. That's yeah, I can so... imagine. It'd be amazing. Wouldn't it? Is there anywhere you've wanted to go that you haven't been in the world? Yeah, Japan. Oh, I think that'd be incredible. It feels like it's, for, for me, there's where you, most places you go in the world now, it's kind of the same. Whereas I feel like Japan still has that uniqueness and you, mm. you can't get the brands and food, et cetera, that you can get here. So I would love to go. Oh, my God, that would be so cool. Be like robot cafes and like... Ah. I don't Go know, buy what... some knickers in a vending machine, you know, <laughs> like all that stuff. So weird. Knickers but... that you can sniff. Right. <laughs> they're really dirty knickers, though. Like, I wonder, are they dirty or are they just like strawberry flavored? <laughs> they're probably they're probably in pokeballs as well. <laughs> <laughs> I choose you. <laughs> Orange, my favorite. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Well, this conversation is taking some weird turns. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Remember it, though. Yeah, oh, my God. So, yeah, so Japan. Japan would be great. I think that'd be amazing to go there. But not, would you ever want, I don't know, I'd find that I'd want to go to places that aren't really touristy. So, like, yeah. I, bet, I bet Tokyo would be unreal. But then to go to, like, I don't know, Osaka or... Um, I've forgotten every Japanese town. I was going to say, I'm trying to see if you remember. 100%. I'd like to go up to like the mountains and just be very quiet and just be in beautiful house, the little houses that they have with the sliding doors and they, yeah, I'd love to do all that. That'd be amazing, I think. Yeah. It's got to be done. Got to be done. And eat lots of great sushi. I love sushi. Japanese food. Yeah, and authentic as well. Oh, Japanese food is my favourite food. I love it. Is beautiful. Sorry, Jamie, you were saying. I just, just <laughs> I just love to go to a gig at the Tokyo Dome as well. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's a dream place to go. So I suppose we should mention. You mentioned at the start of this interview, but we should t- should talk about your YouTube show, mm, okay. uh, Life in Six Strings. So you mentioned at the start, it was all about interviewing guitarists and then teaching you to play, basically. 
where did this idea come from? Because fair enough, it's like, okay, I want to learn guitar, but then to go, I'm going to get masters of guitar to teach me. (laughs) I know, I've actually wanted to do it for years. And I'd been pitching it out to channels for years, um, TV channels and stuff. And and then people have always been interested in it. But it was always like, well, it's going to cost a lot of money to make. Like, say, for instance, if I was to go to Jerry Cantrell's place, um, go to the the, the the Double J Ranch and, you know, it's just like budgets. Like, you, it's just so hard to get stuff funded like that. Um, and so that kind of never happened. And then obviously... The pandemic happened and I finally had the chance to learn how to play. And then I thought, actually, everyone's doing interviews now on Zoom, etc. So it doesn't have to be professionally shot. And actually, someone in America first, it was a producer in America that I was talking to him just before the lockdowns happened and stuff. I was I was in America in March, so I got back just in time. Nice. And I was pitching it to him and he was going to take it out to a few channels in the US. And then he said to me, why don't we do it on Twitch? So I teamed up with him and this other director and we launched it on Twitch, but I didn't enjoy it on Twitch. I, I don't feel like the format is right for Twitch. Twitch is very gamey and and just like come on come on come on like this whereas this I feel like it it's like this it's a conversation um I mean it did really well first of all actually on Twitch we were getting like 200,000 views nice live it was insane and it was going out live and stuff like that um but then I think after about six seven shows I was just like do you know what I really why am I doing this on Twitch it's not my own thing. It's my idea, but actually they own the rights to the Twitch channels. What am I doing? And so in the end, I just said, can you give me all the interviews that we've done? Um, I'm going to stick it on my own YouTube channel. And so that's what I did. And then I've just sort of been doing it myself ever since. So so like, because you've had the idea for a while, did you never slip any questions in in your interviews that you were doing about like guitars and that sort of thing for it, like in previous interviews? no no because it had to be very much uh, I had to be with them them take the idea was them me them taking me to where it all started and then we would you know just going to like their first guitar shop it's Uh, kind of it was kind of like a comedians in cars getting coffee but a music version and based around the guitar with the challenge being that by the end of it I do a gig or something so, oh, that'd be cool. Yes. So, but it hasn't gone away. I've had a few, now that I've had the YouTube channel, I've had a few people getting in touch with me, like broadcasters and production companies saying that, oh, what can we do? So, you know, that, that would be great to turn that into a proper TV show where I travel and, and yeah, get to interview people in the flesh. That'd be amazing. It's a great concept. It really is. I love I love the idea of the show. For those on the way, what sort of people have you had on? So I've had Joe Bonamassa, Nuno oh. Bettencourt, oh. Friedman. Um, I've had Steve Lukather, um, Orianthi, Nita Strauss. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like some of my heroes. And I've, all, I've, I've always loved guitar. Like whenever I've listened to music, I've always been drawn to the sound of the guitar and I sort of collect guitarists as friends. I always have. <laughs> so it's like, it's odd. It was always like my calling, I think. Um, so, so I became a complete 
gearhead as well, like becoming obsessed with guitars, reading books about guitars. Like I've got lots of vintage guitar books and and just, yeah, I just completely went 100% in. I even relicked my own guitar. I took my first ever Strat and was so bored one night because obviously there was nothing to do. I decided to just relic it with some tools and started scratching all the paint off. And I was like, oh my God, I'm turning into like a 12 year old boy. What is going on? <laughs> And it, I ruined it. I ruined it. I can show you. It's so. Uh, oh no it, way! Right, it was a brand new strat, and then under the wood underneath, when I scratched it all off, it was really, really white. So then I got boot polish and just kind of covered <laughs> it in boot polish and down <laughs> with it, like. It's like one of those things once you stop, once you start, you can't stop. And then you're like, oh my God, that bit looks really rubbish. Now I need to do this. And then you just keep going and going. It was, it was a something to do on a Friday night. <laughs> it looks oh, cool though. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, because I feel like a strat shouldn't be new looking. There's something disconcerting about a new looking strat. And you know, I'm not good on the guitar so it's never going to get old by me going out playing loads of gigs it's never going to look like a you know something that Rory Gallagher would have played or something so it's like I've just got to fake it fake it do I go out there and do I make it look worn authentically nah Nah. boot polish and a bit of sandpaper (laughs) this has seen this has seen some places I tell you some stories about this (laughs) I know yeah I'm making a phony what can I say yeah, but you're, surely you're, obviously you're, your plan is to play gigs at the end, so maybe you should take that with you. Maybe that should be your guitar that you use. Yes, maybe. It might be a bit embarrassing, though. Nah, bollocks, <laughs> will it? Nah. I'll, be, I'll be embarrassing. But I think, again, like you say, yeah, yeah, I've played loads of places. <laughs> you wouldn't believe the rooms. Well, I just need to smash it up a little bit. That's what I need to do. It's like I took my acoustic guitar with me to um, Italy and France because I drove, and I had it, it was... I had it in a, a case and then after I was like where the hell did I put this in the case the case takes up loads of space I should have just left it out I need to bash it up a little bit I just hate <laughs> new guitars they need to be old and scratched and yeah left it on the top of the vehicle it's just like it's just like hey ma- ma'am you've left your yeah it's fine yeah it's drive like... Off and <laughs> <laughs> like just married you know with a uh the the the, 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 the in the, yeah, yeah. the car. I just stick my guitar there instead. <laughs> oh, get to the destination, all you have is the head left. The rest is gone. Yeah. <laughs> so what have you got coming up then? What What's in the pipeline? I saw something on your Instagram about a new series for Channel 5. Yes. So um, I've been making a new series. Well, it's not a new series as such. It's series two of a show called um, The Story of the Songs. Um, And they did series one, which was kind of across the board. And then one of the episodes that they had was Metallica. And it did so well that on series two, they decided to just make it on rock bands and in particular hair metal bands. And so they approached me about doing it. And so 
I essentially they're like some of the there's 10 of them some of them are one hour shows and some of them are two hour shows but they're essentially essentially documentaries and so I'm doing one on Kiss which you will like uh Van Halen um Bon Jovi White Snake uh, Alice Cooper although I don't think he's really hair metal but anyway um Motley Crue I guess you could say he might have started it um who else I'm sure I'm forgetting someone, but it's an incredible lineup of artists that we're working on, but it has been nonstop of interviewing. So what we do is we have a professional crew wherever they are. Most of the bands are in America um, and all, all people like producers and stuff like that. Oh, Guns N' Roses are another one. Um, oh, so, then, so then we do the, yeah, I just do the interviews and stuff like this. And then there's a professional camera guy filming at their end. So it's been great. And that goes that goes out on Channel Five in the UK and Reels in the US, um, and it's out next year. Amazing, amazing! I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. It's great. It's fantastic. So that's been good. That's all. Um, so did you? I've read that you work on Sky News with Eamon, Eamon Holmes. I did. Yes, they used to get me on to talk music events and stuff. So like the but thing. Uh, okay, so it's quite early in the morning, wasn't it? Yes. What around, why so early? Like, I don't understand. No one's going to be awake, are they? Unless there's people going to work, I suppose. But it's just news, isn't it? It's just like, let's get someone on to talk about the relevance of the Brits or whatever it was we were talking about at the time. That's awesome, though. They work with yeah, What's that it? was quite fun. That was quite fun. And then when they got me on, B, they got me on BBC News a few times to talk about like number one, like why this who was going to be number one at Christmas and stuff like that. Again, a little bit like why are you getting me on to talk about this? But you know, I'm not going to complain. So yeah, absolutely, um, absolutely. Yeah. It? it's X Factor again every fucking year. Uh, <laughs> I know that's the problem, and that was the thing with the Brits. It's like the Brits. They're just rubbish. You know, yeah. it was like, oh, my God, I need to um, be a bit more eloquent with the way that I'm talking about them and try and build them up a little bit. But they got me about the second day, actually, after, so I can't have done too bad a job. But, yeah, I've done a few of those. So Yeah, I feel the Brits aren't what they once were. I don't know. I, find, I know music's changed so much in the past, like, 10, 20 years. Mm. Um, I thought Britpop and everything was huge in the 90s, um, and now it's just all auto-tuned shit, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I think as far as the Brits is concerned, I mean, the Brits was quite rock and roll in its attitude. Like there would be, you know, Jarvis Cocker jumping on stage with Michael Jackson and doing yeah. the thing. You never, the reason why you watched it and you loved it, because you never knew what was going to happen. It's like, oh, something crazy is going to happen. But it's so slick now and it's so controlled yeah. and regimented. Takes, takes the fun out of it. Absolutely agree with you. Okay. Absolutely. Now, I know this is probably a question that is on your list of he's going to ask me, but I'm going to ask it anyway. <laughs> is there anyone you haven't interviewed that is on that dream list? I No one's ever asked me that before. Really? Like, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I was, uh, do you know, I, was, I actually was thinking about this the other day and I was kind of, a, it was because obviously I'm doing this Van Halen, let's call it a dog. Um, and I was thinking, I'm really gutted that I never chased him down to interview him. Like I should have hounded him. I should have tried to make it happen. So I would have loved to have interviewed Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. Um, who else is on my list? 
I would like to interview Bob Dylan, but I don't think I would. Because I don't think he'd be very nice to interview. No, do you think he'd be very forthcoming? I don't think so at all, yeah. No, it'd be awful. So. Uh, but I think Eddie, but and again, Eddie Vedder, I absolutely love oh. Earl Jam and I love him. Um, not just because he's the fittest man alive, but because <laughs> he's the most incredible musician ever. Like his voice is amazing and his songwriting and everything. It's like liquid chocolate, isn't it? Oh, Jesus. And so, but again, I'm not sure how forthcoming he would be. Do you think? Nah, I don't think he would. I don't think they like being interviewed. Okay. I last saw them in 2010, they were just phenomenal. Oh my God. Like insane. Sorry, I was completely interrupting you. I do apologise. No, you weren't. I mean, I mean, Pearl Jam, the best. Yeah. So, uh, so I guess if I had to choose and not overthink it, it would be Eddie Vedder for sure. Um, Eddie, um, Eddie Van Halen, if he was still alive. Um, just trying to think who else. I mean, I've done quite a lot of them already. Um, I haven't done Mick Jagger. I haven't done Mick Jagger. What do you reckon he'd be like? Bonkers, probably. <laughs> You're right, actually, because he's quite he's quite intelligent. So I think you could probably have quite an interesting conversation with him. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. You never know. One day it could happen. Could do. Just have to yeah. put these things in the universe. I had to take his t-shirt once um, to the stage for him. But my friend is his assistant. And um Okay. He um, he invited to meet me to one of the gigs and they put me up in a hotel and stuff and I had a driver and when I got in the car, they were like, oh, you need, can you go and pick, pick this at something in reception? Can you bring it to the venue? So I had to go and get a T-shirt. Basically, it was a bag and I looked in the back and it was ah. like a T-shirt. It was a white Calvin Klein T-shirt. Oh, I was going to say, I had an image of him being at the stage being like, you know, I forgot something, fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> just like topless being yeah. like where is she where is she yeah. <laughs> needed a white Calvin Klein t-shirt or Mick wouldn't yeah. go on stage that night <laughs> exactly and it was a side medium if you're wondering oh there oh, you go okay. there we go Tom before we wrap up with some uh, fan questions have you got anything else you wanted to ask um, you said you went to audition for Planet Rock when you were uh, back in there and that guy was a misogynistic asshole. yeah <laughs> yeah so but I read that you did, you have been, um, uh, oh my God, the words got in my head. Um, present I, actually, on I actually got the gig in the yeah, end. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, my brain just went, you've forgotten every English word in the English language completely. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I did, yes, but it took me probably about 10 years. So after I'd smoked loads of fags and drank loads of beer <laughs> my, and my balls dropped, yeah. I got the job. Um, so, uh, yeah, I basically, uh, ended up on, on there and it was, it was great. No, we had some questions sent in by fans, if, if you didn't mind answering some of those for us. Yes, of course. Well, I'm part of the download festival group, so I'll put it in there. We were talking to you and it was ah, like, ah. God, so we've got okay. some questions from there. So Chris Pearson simply said, how did it feel to have Phil Alsamo ask you out for a fight? Oh yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, I needed context on this one. Uh, I was interviewing him and I can't remember why, but at the end of the interview, 
we were like, come on then, let's have a fight. For some reason, there must have been some sort of, was he, fi- I think he's a fighter, isn't he, or something, as in he does it as a sport. I think but, I've heard yeah. that somewhere, yeah. So that was quite funny. Um, he was just a, fa- he's a fun guy to chat to. Um, so again, it just made the interview a little bit more interesting. I suppose. And, and scary. It's going to say, and scary, yeah. No, he wasn't scary. He didn't mean it. But um, yeah, no, that was fun. It was fun. So Kev Miller says, met her a few years ago, my son. She actually asked me how he got, asked me how I got my, oh my God, should I try that one again? Yeah. Met a few years ago, my son, I think I'm, yeah. She actually asked me how he got into metal because her daughter wasn't interested. There we go. Got it eventually. Oh, okay. I think I remember that. Okay, cool. Any luck with the daughter? Have you managed to get her into metal now? No. 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 I'm working on it still. <laughs> I it's, My sister's 14, she's kind of 15. I got her in at 13 years old. Oh, okay, so I got a bit of time then. Yeah, I dropped, I think she listened to My Chemical Romance at one point. I was like, oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So in I gave, yeah, so I gave like, Here's, here's Fallout Boy. She's like, oh, I like it. I was like, okay, let's do a bit, let's step up a bit. Here's some 41. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, the reason why they're like this is because of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Influences, yeah. Here's Blink, here's the slip, here's Corn, here's Slipknot. Here's... <laughs> um, I, no, I haven't managed to, to get her into it, um, but I keep thinking, like, maybe I should take her to a gig. Maybe that's what you need to do. I might do it. Hmm. The whole atmosphere. Dave Pratt says, of everyone you've interviewed, who has flirted with you the most? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember seeing a video of you talking to Paul Stanley and him trying to get you to run your fingers through his chest hair at one point. Oh, my God, that was hilarious. That I know I went under his cape. I that was, was it. I ended up under the cape, yeah. Yes, that was it. But let me tell you, he must have got shocked when I went under that cake because I was like eight months pregnant or something at the time and I was hiding it. And so literally when I went under, I actually went under and cuddled him. And I think I might have touched his bum as well. Which is- <laughs> it's Paul Stanley. I it's would've. kind of like the thing I you do if you're going under someone's cape and then you just like kind of, I was like such a pervert, aren't I? Um, Paul but, Stanley. But, but, my, but my belly was there and I think he must have thought, what the hell is that? Yeah, so I went under the cape with Paul Stanley. There we go. <laughs> That's the name of your autobiography. And I copped a fill. <laughs> Amazing. Carly, before we let you go, we'd like to play a quick little game with our guests, if that is okay with you. Yes. It's called the quick fire round. We ask five questions and you answer them as quick as you can. Simple as that. God. Okay. Nothing scary, don't worry. We okay, set okay. the bar quite low. Here's the first question. What's your favourite pizza topping? Oh, margarita. Oh, okay. Is that actually a topping? Can you, well, that's not right. Well, cheese, technically, isn't it? So, cheese, yeah. yeah. Some people have pizza without cheese, so I guess what will count. <laughs> the first ever concert you went to? Jason Donovan. <laughs> really? <laughs> I love how ashamed you look at that answer. <laughs> he said just at once, quick, quickly. I didn't have a chance to think about something cool. <laughs> It's the truth. And, and you'll laugh even more. I got squashed in the front and they had to pull me out. No way. <laughs> Jason Donovan? Jason Donovan. It was at like some nightclub thing as well. 
We love that. Yes, mosh pit at Jason Donovan. It's yeah. <laughs> so rubbish, isn't it? That is phenomenal. That's great. That's a great answer. Yeah, it's that not is... cool, is it? <laughs> oh, fuck that's off. Really that's, that's absolutely incredible. <laughs> oh, that's really amused me. Uh, your go-to karaoke song. How can oh uh, oh well sweet child of mine. Amazing. What a tune as well. And do you yeah. do the axle dance? Oh hell yeah, I love a bit of snake dance. <laughs> Get in. <laughs> Who would play you in the movie of your life? Who do people say I look like? Oh, I've had oh Alice Cooper said, and the problem is I can't remember her name. No, Alice Cooper said, I, when I went walking to interview him for the first time ever, he said to me, oh, you look like Tia Leone or someone. What's is that his name? Yeah, she was yeah. married. She was married to um, David Duchovny. Oh, OK. The name does sound familiar, but I can't picture it. He's an actress. Her. So I guess if he said it, um, he plays golf with her. Um, so maybe her. If yeah. Alice Cooper said it. Oh, am we'll I take it. Is it is it meant to be someone that I want to play me? I'm over anybody, anyone. Okay. You can whoever you want. You don't have to look like it. You can be whoever you want. That's true. These days they can do wonders, can't they, with hair and makeup? Emma Stone. I mean, she's cool as fuck, isn't she? She is cool as fuck. There you go. And how great was she as Cruella? I mean, that, that is such that is like Disney's rock and roll, like the Absolutely. best rock and roll. Like, great. Yeah. Uh, great idea. I'll go with that. Emma Stone. Yeah. We'll like there you that. go. We'll like that. Last question. What is one piece of advice you would give to younger Kylie Olsen if you had a little time machine? Enjoy the moment. Nice. I like that. like that a lot. Kylie, this has been yeah. an unbelievable, cool. an absolute and okay. wonderful pleasure of epic proportions. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great summary. I like that. Thank you so much. I know, much. it's wonderful. Thank you. Thank I you totally so agree. Much. Thank you for having me on. It's been fun. Oh, I'm pleased. I'm pleased to hear it. But uh, um, Cool. All right. Well, enjoy the rest of your... Just quickly before you disappear, anywhere oh, that anybody can find friend. you on the old social media at all? Anyone you want yeah. to go follow? Anyone to go check out? Yes. Go and check out my YouTube channel, which is just Kylie Olsen, and uh, my Instagram page as well, which is, again, just Kylie Olsen. Perfect. Wonderful. We will let you get out of here before Zoom has an absolute mental breakdown. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like, fuck, fuck. Fucking sad. Okay, thank you. Take care, Kylie. See you <laughs> thank soon. Thank you very much, Kylie. It's been amazing. Okay, bye. 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 What an amazing, amazing conversation. And this is one I recommend checking out the YouTube for as well, because we get to see one of her guitars a little bit up close. I do, and I also hope she actually hasn't removed one of the legs off some or one of the guests <laughs> to make them fall over or anything like that. But you know, as funny as that would be, um, your reaction when she says she doesn't find comedy funny will forever be one of my favourite things. I was shocked because <laughs> because the whole concept of comedy is to find it funny. So that's why I was like, "What? What do you mean?" It's like people that go, "I don't listen to music." Sorry, what? What? Do you, yeah. How can you not listen to music? Music is wonderful. But no, that was so much fun. A wonderful person. I had a yeah. great laugh doing that one. Kylie, thank you so much again. We really appreciate you taking your time out. And we hope you guys enjoy listening to it as we did recording it. Mr. Stevens. Yes, sir. 
It is audience participation time. Wonderful. It's time to participate in Jamie's audience participation challenge. What has he asked you to do this week? Oh, my brothers. This week, I asked our dear listeners, the age-old question asks, what would be the name of your autobiography? But we want to be a little bit different. This week, we're asking, what would be the title of the Netflix documentary of your life and why? What say you? Netflix documentary. I didn't really think about this. Um, oh, fuck, what's he going to say today? I don't know. Right? Just how the... how. Uh, I'll probably just call it Tom's Journal. But to be fair, that's right. a perfect name for yours. Yeah, because the, the shit that I come out with, and you know, when I'm at work, um, I dance towards patients, and I like I talked about at the start of the show how I like to sing the same line of a song over and over again to the tune of the song, or will always make a story out of it, or change the lyrics, or whatever. Um, yeah, I would literally put I'd probably call it Tom's Journal. My problem with when I do these audience participation challenges, I spend so much time thinking of a question and then collating all the answers. I never actually think of an answer for myself. I probably should start doing that. But Jamie Westwood, will he ever stop having kids? <laughs> yes, that <laughs> fucking ship sailed. <laughs> I would say, uh, what can we call yours? He's definitely not Ginger, the Jamie Westwood story. Oh, I'm sure you'll get over that eventually. <laughs> we'll, call it, we'll call it that. I'm sure you'll get over it eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll go with that. Oh, we have friend of the show, Mitchell Ems, who says, increasing success by lowering expectations. Phenom- that name is just phenomenal. That, that should be the name of his next album, a book, anything. That's a great name. There you go, Mitch. There you go. Sorted. Edward Zabrinsky? Zabrinsky nailed it. Fuck yeah. Uh, juxtaposition, the story of the nicest asshole you'll ever meet. <laughs> it's not an asshole, though. I love that. I love him so much. Just a big bear. Laurie Horsfall. The Uprise of Laurie. What made her so unusual? Watch the story of how this sweet, innocent little girl became the full-on weirdo she became and who helped her along the way. Phenomenal. (laughs) This one really made me laugh. Debbie Meyer, my mother. Three weddings and one idiot. Dot, dot, dot. What the fuck was I thinking? (laughs) (laughs) Chris Stevens, 50% 50 twat and still 100% bellend somehow. Phenomenal, yeah. Um, what have we got here? We've got Lloyd Rust. Do you want fries with that? The story of a rock DJ who became a cliche for playing S Club 7 and Wigfield at metal festivals. Phenomenal. That's amazing. <laughs> and then horribly fell from grace, ending up serving at McDonald's and never even getting one gold star on his badge in 10 years service. No way! Come on. Bastards! Lloyd, what are you doing wrong to not get at least one gold star? All you got to do is give out cold chips. Come on. I wonder what you'd have to do to get stars at McDonald's. I've been doing <laughs> Yeah, someone tell us that. Christopher Hooley, the twat who got a vasectomy and caught COVID on the same weekend. Guessing for short, it'd be called Not Only Porn Stars Have Painful Balls and Throats. <laughs> <laughs> that really made me laugh. 
Julian Var- Varnavas says mine would be called Viv. The story of the girl who wasn't actually called Viv broke the world record for the amount of time she's watched the Lord of the Rings trilogy in a lifetime. Dold, died whilst trying to tame a moose and whose obsession with Germany eventually got her killed. What the fuck? That's a life story I need to know. Yeah, we need to, we have to come on the show. We have to find out all about that. I commented saying I need this documentary to happen to find out more details. Just went, if the moose doesn't kill me, I'll try and get it going. <laughs> what the fuck? And last but not least, I'm going to go with the wife, Becky Westwood. Where did she park her car? But she was leaving it everywhere. There's a famous story of when she went to Download Festival and went to go to the car and completely forgot where she parked it. I mean, at a festival, <laughs> that's quite fucking hard to run away because it's just grass. Yeah. <laughs> and it must have taken quite some time to find it. Was that not the year we were there, no? <laughs> no, no, this is before we met. Uh, okay, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Ryan Williams, where are you? We haven't seen Ryan in like three weeks. Where are you, Ryan Williams? Is he okay? Where are you, Ryan Williams? Where are you? Tell me where you are. We will where find are you, you hiding? We, we will, will find you. you. We will save you. We will save you. But if you enjoy... Uh, well, before I get started, I want to thank everybody again for joining in with the participation challenge. We really appreciate everyone's answers. They're always glorious every single week. They are so phenomenal. And we really appreciate every single one of you. We appreciate everyone that listens to the show as well. So thank you so much for you listening to us on a weekly, ba- on a weekly basis. Uh, we appreciate you massively as well. So thank you so, so much. If you enjoy Jamie's participation challenges and you enjoy Callum's teachings, Tom's journal, and the interview we provide you every single week, then go and check out the other 12 editions of the Chronicles of Podcast. We have had some unbelievable conversations with some unbelievable people and some more to come. So... Um, get looking out for them, get them downloaded, get them in your ears, allow us into your ears, or get them in your face on YouTube at the Chronicles of Podcast. Get on our YouTube channel, subscribe, hit that subscribe button. Um, you can also find us on Facebook at uh, the Chronicles of Podcast. You can also check us out every Wednesday for hashtag WBW Way Back Wednesday for some old interviews that we did on our previous channels. You can also follow us, Jamie. On the Twitter (gasps) at TCO Pod. And Jamie, you can also follow us on the Insta at TCO Pod. And you can also follow us on the TikTok at TCO Pod. The Chronicles of Podcasts. Downloaders, reviewers, sharers, tell all of your friends about us. Allow us into your ears. And most importantly, don't shave us. No, never shave us. Never. Shame. Never shame us. Jamie, another glorious show, sir. Another glorious show. Before we get out of here, I do want to say a couple of little things. Massive thank you to Matt Roberts for all of our music. Go check out all of his music. Um, a big thank you to our new affiliated charity, the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. If you didn't listen to last week's episode with Sylvia, please go back and check out that and see why we're supporting such an incredible charity. Go look up Sophie lancasterfoundation.com find out all their story what you can do to help me and tom are planning some things for the future so we can try and raise some funds and raise some awareness for these guys but please everyone go check out this amazing charity and all the incredible work they are doing it doesn't matter if you're in the uk or abroad the message is the same worldwide let's spread that awareness let's spread that message and last but not least, a massive thank you to our sponsor, Stay Cozy Clothing. Their full line is now available and it's selling out pretty bloody quick. So head on over to staycozyclothing.com. Use that 
code the chronicles at checkout and get your 10% off. And a massive thank you to Syscast as well for also being a massive part of our of our show. Uh, obviously, I am part of one of their audio dramas that's yet to be released, uh, Val Toby, but keep your ears and eyes out for that one. Uh, just go check out Marty and Mars uh, Season 1, which is now available on all streaming platforms. You took the words right out of my mouth, Jamie. I was also going to thank the Sofa Lancaster Foundation for their affiliation with our show, but you absolutely nailed it, so I don't need to hit it home anymore. Just please go to sophielancasterfoundation.com and go and check them out and spread that awareness. Donate where you can and let's try and find some ways to fundraise and raise money for them. They're a wonderful, wonderful foundation to work for. Please go back and check out the old episode of Sophie Lancaster from last week, like Jamie said. And also Matt Roberts, thank you so much as well. Please go and follow on all the socials at Matt Roberts Music. You will not be disappointed. Jamie, thank you so much for another glorious and wonderful episode. Thank you, sir. This was beautiful. Kylie, thank you so much for being a massive part of our show. We really, really enjoyed talking to you. Uh, It was an absolute pleasure, and we really hope you enjoyed it too. Jamie, everybody else, as for this week, we are going to see you next week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye!